Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master caution. Reset. No current alarms. Vault temperature within normal parameters. Vault pressure within normal parameters. Vault humidity within normal parameters. Vault integrity test report secured. Talk show. We'll do it live! Override for chief. Station uplink. Enter three, two. System error. I want some answer. What the heck happened with those food drops? What are the clues in the bureau? Magnus Hanso! Where the f*** is Gerald DeGroote? I want some answers, man. Come on! Hi, I'm Sergeant Drano from Station 7, The Door, and here we are for another episode of Lost, The Search for Answers. It's been a little while. Uh, tonight, instead of uh, watching an episode, we're actually going to do a little bit of a review, a little bit of a round robin. Uh, and with me tonight is uh, Mr. Bad and Sam, who's been with us on at least a couple other occasions, I think. How's it going, Sam? It's going good. Glad to be here. Do we, do we call you Sam, or do you have some kind of code name or something? Sam is good. It's just... <laughs> is it an acronym? Does it, does it stand for something? Are there periods in between the letters? Nope, but I'm not named Samuel. Just <laughs> birth certificate Sam. Interesting. Not even any last name, just Nope. Sam. <laughs> I'm like, share. He's our Sam. Hey, Sam. This is Steve. <laughs> hey, Mr. Bad. What's up? Good. I'm doing well. It was a beautiful day. We're, it's the weekend. Work is behind me. I have a $330 million Powerball ticket burning a hole in my pocket, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> when do you find out what the uh, numbers were? Well, it should be tonight, but I won't find out. Uh, probably during Monday the podcast. The earliest. I like to wait as long as possible. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Yeah. You should find out during the podcast. No, I want to find out at work because I am. I have it all planned. I'm going to write a one sentence. Uh, I resign, and then I'm out the door. I may go to Union Station and just take the Crescent train to New Orleans and uh-huh. then pff, then to Hawaii. <laughs> you going to hang out with Tater? In Hawaii, yes, yes. Definitely going to buy a house in Hawaii. I have it all picked <laughs> out. Um, 
And uh, Sam, we were trying to remember. Uh, I remember you were on with us once before, and we talked about Lost. Yeah, we were trying to remember like when and who all was there. Been I don't know. Uh, call that was definitely was it, just the three of us. Was it back yeah. when Lost was on, or, or... no, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, this was probably like two years ago, maybe. Mm. Wow, that long, it was around man, time flies. Yeah, I think so, because I think it was around maybe the uh, five-year anniversary of the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, did you maybe come on with us when uh, when uh, all the podcasters showed up? I was there for that, too, but I was there. Uh, there was one night where the three of us did a call. I recall Yeah, that. yes, I, that's what I kind of remember. And the only reason just, I re- but on the anniversary, we did one, too, with all the... Yes. I was on one with all the podcasters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after we talked to you... Uh, John went on a hiatus for like uh, two years, two years, to uh, to simulate, you know, uh, turning the wheel and going forward or back in time, whatever. Sure, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you guys want to talk some loust? Always. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay, let's start with something simple. Uh, hey, let's talk uh, about our favorite character, John Locke, and why are we talking about something controversial? Uh, season six, when John, uh, was John John. I, I go back and forth on what happened to the character of Locke. I think it was really, really well done in time. It's such, to me, I think the more thing it comes down to is that I think in season six, not having him on the island was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it just... No, no, that is not him. That was a man who wore his face. I guess his body is still on the Oh, island. yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm glad that he, his physical corpse returned to the island and he was buried there. But, yeah, but at the same time, it, what I like about it was that, you know, death, obviously, part of life and, and stuff like that. But he, were kind of belief, had such an imprint on the show and season six. Yeah. More, kind of more... Like his True. his death was the was the most important in you know, narratively because yeah, it, yeah, it, it wasn't motivated him. the other yeah. characters. Yeah, named yeah. Jack, and I mean, so I. But at the same time, it was. I think the thing I hate the thing I hate most about the way his death was done is that the audience was you know purposefully misled by the makers of the show into thinking that that wasn't his death. Yeah. At the time that episode aired in season five, mind you, the episode starts and he's alive on the Island. We were, yeah, we were led to believe that, Oh, he's alive on the Island. So this isn't actually his death scene. This is not the end for him. And it's only later chance to mourn in a way. Right. So I feel like that kind of robs it. Robbed it of impact, I think. I mean, if like uh, you know, end of Star Trek Two, Spock's death scene. If if you already know going in that he's gonna be back in the next movie, <laughs> and have even seen scenes already where he's still walking around and doing stuff, not as impactful. But at the and, same time, uh, it was weird. He was a character who was killed, mm-hmm. not in the final season, but wasn't killed off the show because he. I mean, because. A lot of the sideways really focused on him and Jack. That's true. And, and then 
And even that was misleading because they even then they tried to make us think that this these were you know somehow sideways flashes related to what looked like Locke on the island for a while. I never thought that. I, I when I was watching season six, one of the things yeah. that I was irritated with was that it was hard for me to get too invested with the characters because I thought that they were different characters. Well, they definitely didn't feel like the same well, people. Well, I think no, I, I think upon reflection, they kind of, I, I think it fits. I just think it, to me, the sideways is much better for me personally on rewatch because the first time it was like, well, that's not, that's not John Locke. That's not Hugo. That's not because these are, I, you know, it felt even though they said it's not an alternate reality, it sure felt like one. Right. You know? Well, part of me still wonders if they were, like, possibly going to go that direction and then change their minds. I, 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 don't, sure. I don't think so. I, don't, I think that would be too much to change during the final season. Maybe. And I, I don't think uh, they would... You know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I obviously don't have the answer, but... <laughs> well, we'll never know. Nope. You can't know. It's impossible. Hey, what was the episode where uh, Locke uh, actually dies and uh, Ben, you know, uh, chokes him out after he uh, talks him down from uh, hanging himself? Oh, that was... Uh... Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the one where he just gets shit all over all episode. Yeah. And you don't even find out that he's actually dead until, like, partway through season six. I thought I thought he was dead when his body was dumped. Yeah, well, some some people thought some people that he did. was. Some people thought that he I wasn't. Didn't. And I, I think I, the I show the show purposefully wanted to keep it ambiguous. But dead is dead, right? We don't see a lot of people uh, coming back to life. No, it's not. Uh, let's see. Uh, Saeed springs back to life. <laughs> the man in black himself is walking around in physical form. You got uh, Jacob doing this, that, and the other. Dead is dead, except for when it's not. Exactly. What uh, if there was a character that for you did you guys didn't get a centric episode that you wish got one? Hmm. Wow, a lot of characters got centric yeah. episodes. Can you think of some characters that did not get centric episodes? Now, are, are you including well, they, uh, like sometimes main there characters? Were, Sometimes there were episodes where, you know, uh, there were, like, multiple centrics in the same episode. Does that count? Like the well, I guess Logan episode? is, like, like a, a guest character that, like, a, a Widmore or a... Uh-huh. Uh, mm, oh, okay, I, I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. Abaddon. That would have been a Oh, good I would love that. And I wished that we had gotten a better... Um, um, crap. Richard, I, I best. I wish we had gotten a better slash different Richard centric. I wanted to see more so, sort of his uh, his ongoing history on the well, island, not just his origin story. Yeah, I could agree with that, and with across the seas, that I feel like I would love both of those feel almost like part ones to a part two to a two part story. Uh huh. Where I, like I, I I love Richard's episode. But it is an origin story, and we—I mm-hmm. would have loved to see the mechanics of him, you know, in the 20th century as the advisor, and yeah, 
stuff like that's, that. But I'm, that's another thing that bugged me about season six. And in, in season six, Richard is like freaking out, going, "Oh, the island is hell!" But uh, I mean, he knows it's not some kind of purgatory. He's been off the island many times. He knows the real world is out there, and he does stuff in it in modern times. So, what did you make? Yeah, of that? but his his mindset could also be like that part of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, 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 it's misleading, I, obviously. When you, but... that, when you ask that question, uh, I think Tom Friendly would have been cool because I thought he I was, yeah, I thought agreed. He was a great character. Um, mm-hmm. Or Kimi, even. Kimi was a real guy I would have liked to see. Uh, ooh, ooh, I got the best one. Yeah. Mikhail. Oh, that'd be a good, good one. Oh, Dr. Arts. That's what you want to see, Dr. Arts. <laughs> Dr. Arts. I got another really good one. Who? Kelvin. Oh, yeah. Well, a question I had, it seems like he was recruited by the others under the guise of Dharma. I disagree. It seems to me like he was actually recruited by Dharma. because. But he was in the Gulf War. Yeah, you have his backstory through... Um, um... Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, he well, says we, that... we know he worked for the CIA, and we know that somehow... He ended up in that hatch on the island work for the Dharma Initiative. Well, he says yes. he may not. But be I think Dharma was wiped out at that point. He tells Desmond that he answered, you know, an ad, you know, yeah, right, basically to save the world, and he was, I guess, feeling low because of uh, murdering, killing people. But I CIA. think that that was the others co-opting Dharma. What makes you think that it was? Because he was in the Gulf War. What does that have to do with anything? Timing. How so? Well, well, a lot of that comes down to when you think the purge is. Right. Exactly. And and I'm I tend to lean towards late eighties. Oh wait. And the purge. Well. So hmm. the question I think you're posing is: Was he invited to the island by the others, pretending to be Dharma to make yes. the station? Yes, mm-hmm. that's oh, what I'm okay. saying. Okay. Well, the other the other possibility that you've got going on, you've got Mikhail running the uh, the flame, still wearing Dharma uniform. The flame yeah. is for talking off off the island to people off the island. Uh, so I always thought that the only reason why he would have to keep wearing that is if he has to still convince people off the island that the Dharma Initiative is still in control of the island. So I that, figured, that could also be to fool the survivors, though. Uh, what survivors? A15. But he wears it when he's has no idea that they're around or anything. And he wears it when Ben but they're on and... The uh, ben and... Uh, well, the other, the other guys don't. <laughs> what? No, but his, the, story, uh, his story was, you're going to be out there in the flame station. So we yeah. only really saw him out there post... Although, no... We saw him. No, we don't. No, he's wearing, because he's wearing that uniform Juliet. when the crash happens. They yeah. visit him, and he's got yeah, that uniform right. on then, even. Yeah. yeah. What uniform? Yeah. So, the his Dharma Initiative Flame Station uniform is a jumpsuit. So I my guess. theory that is that for at least some period of time, probably going into the time in which our survivors got there, since he still got it on that point, there's still some sort of group off island. That at least thinks it believes that they are still the Dharma Initiative, still working for the Dharma Initiative, and they could be the ones funding more food drops. 
you know, right. from Guam. And if they recruit uh, Kelvin and then send him to the island by whatever means they're using at that point, you know, maybe maybe they airdrop him in with an airdrop or something. And Kelvin doesn't find out that hostiles are in control until he finds himself down there looking around <laughs> and everybody's dead except for uh, Radzinski. Yeah. So I think that could have been a cool story. Cat and yeah. mouse. Yeah, through the question. jungle. A question for you. Do you think uh-huh. Whitmore or his wife, who were co, you know, uh, leaders of the island, do you think they were on the island when the purge happened? Eloise no. wasn't. And I think Whitmore was off, but he was still a member of the hostiles. Oh, it was, I think Steve's talking about uh, the DeGroots. No, no, Whitmore and, and his, his, you know, uh, sometime wife. Eloise. Uh, Eloise. Eloise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah. Whitmore... Yeah, Whitmore was. Well, well no. go ahead. I was just saying maybe not because he he left the island. Uh, he uh, Eloise at some time leaves, and it's probable maybe she left after she shoots her her son. Yeah, that's what then, I think. And then Whitmore, you know, uh, before he gets, yeah, he does. When does when does? Ben Although I think I think Faraday was born on the island because in that Mysteries of the Universe, he does. Doesn't say, well, or no, she was we, the one who we, doesn't uh, have a birth certificate. We we right? see Widmore getting exiled by Ben, and it's after the purge. Yes, but he says you come and go. Yes, like, right, as you please. So I kind of, yeah. I kind of always thought that when Widmore was off the island, that was Ben's power move to enact the purge and show his leadership. No, no, but that wasn't really Ben. That would have been Jacob because Ben was actually, you know, still. Well, no, no, dad. it wasn't his, but it was his. He was the. I don't think it was man. Jacob. Well, oh, I think it was Jacob. Jacob. Who? Oh, I think it was definitely Jacob who ordered yeah, the purge. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. think so. Absolutely. I think? don't think so because several uh, several Dharma Initiative people were candidates. I don't even know why Jacob would give orders to exterminate them all. Well, well for, for the greater good. Because I mean, of if the they're... incident, and because they almost destroyed the island, really, with the whole incident. Well, thing. and their contract that was, was up. That was like decades before the well, purge. <laughs> but the contract was up, the the truce, and also I think there were more. They got closer, and were probably doing more things with the orchid. Maybe that polar bear that moved. They had a polar bear move the island. Uh-huh. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but there's evidence there that that could have happened. You know, and this, granted, this isn't in the show, but in the uh, commentary for Across the Sea, uh-huh. when <clears throat> Father wipes out the Romans, they said that this was, you know, just try to tie in a way to the purge, showing what the protector of the island had to do to protect it. Mm-hmm. So, well... Uh, that's not a very good comparison either, though, because that all happened to stop MIB from leaving because Mother just couldn't stand to lose him. Yeah, but they also found the light. You know, I don't she she still was protector. I mean, she was obviously screwed up and obsessed with MIB, but her job was protecting the island. Yeah, if Mother was protector, she could have waltzed in there and kept destroying any... Um plan or any construction they were going to do to get off the island. She could have waltzed in, destroyed it, and left. She didn't have to kill everybody. Mm, well, then they would just do it again. 
And then she could I go in and kill and, and destroy it again. I mean, they can't do anything <laughs> to the smoke monster. And if she wanted to, she could have killed one or two and left a message saying, hey, if you continue this, I'll kill you. Um, I still don't think that she was a smoke monster. I think she was just a protector like Jacob. No, I, that's a well, possibility. I, I think it's definitely ambiguous. But she talks about um, what it, the light, and you really only would have seen that light uh, from the inside, like if you like went down that um, tunnel and down the uh, the path passageway and down that shaft. Oh, you can see the light well, from the outside. Well, you know, I'm not. She, she yeah. talked about like what it felt and like there was just a dark. Well, uh, she you know, said to go down into the light would be worse than dying. Right, but, right. How would you know I that? mean, you could, uh, well, Jacob might say the same thing because he saw his brother go in there and turn into a smoke monster. True, <laughs> That true. doesn't mean that he is a smoke monster. That, that just means, means that he knows something about the light. Else had done it and was a smoke monster. So there were two smoke monsters? No, well, my, my, theory, my theory is that there is always a smoke monster on the island. Oh, yeah, just always. Like oh, yeah, and so, that there was a fusion with Man in Black, and then it was purged in the end, and now the Man in Black goes back to kind of its gu- or the monster mm. goes back to its guard dog kind of duty. I kind of wondered if uh, maybe parts of what happened in Across the Sea was actually set up from some smoke monster that we never saw directly to like get Claudia? Man in Black. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To get Man in Black to take the Smoke Monster's place so that the Smoke Monster could be released in as much the same way that Mother was and Jacob was later. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a great idea. It had not occurred to me that um, when uh, Man in Black uh, was pushed into it, that I just thought he became the Smoke Monster. But it actually makes a, it's more interesting, probably, to say that he died and then his consciousness was merged into this entity called the Smoke Monster. Yeah, that's to me what always was a more interesting and b more logical, considering yeah. what we have seen before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think something that's interest and interesting about the monster. First of all, I think that it was kind of the original protector. It's the yin and yang, the light and the monster, the light and dark. Well, so I mean, because I, I think, well, I, I think I think kinda, that the island predates humanity. Uh. I both agree and disagree. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, uh, of, well, the if its mm-hmm. relationship to time uh, and space is what they say, it would be before and after humanity, right? Because it, I mean, it's it, a time machine. It can come from anywhere. Well, I don't consider it a time machine. I'm more of into the portal kind of thing, you know, into other dimensions, you know, crossover, whatever. But yeah. Well, it is a time machine. It uh. It completely dematerialized. <laughs> well, that's one. That's one of its properties. Mm-hmm. Well, that was um, an appendage. That was something that humans constructed to use the manipulate power. The light. Yeah, to manipulate it. Yeah, I don't. Right. Think it, yeah. The island. But it was still a part a part of an ability that it had. It, it was just tapped into. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could or created could, either way. You could rig up a you could rig up a string attached to something in a motor of your car and pull on it, and the engine might rev. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> you've rigged up something primitive to make your car do something. The car is still inherently capable of doing it. You just found some sort of primitive way to push the right buttons to make it. Yeah. Do it. Something I think is interesting about 
Man in Black as the monster is, mm-hmm. it seems like another reason I think is their fusion is because I think it seems like he clearly lost his identity when he became mm-hmm. the monster. There's a big difference between Man in Black and Across the Sea and post Monster Man in Black. I think. I think. Oh yeah, he, absolutely. I mean, and I'll, then when we see him take on these the guys of different characters, he almost loses him in those characters just like in the end when he's pretending to be john locke lowering mm-hmm. desmond down. Mm-hmm. for him to be like that after everyone knows that's man in black that's not john mm-hmm. locke and he's like oh mm-hmm. har har jack remember this is like me and you and jack's like <laughs> like what the hell what the hell dude like you're not right. locke and it's kind of like oh yeah i'm not and just kind of also like if that was him with vincent kind of getting lost in the christian role mm-hmm. and also Yemi, it seems like he kind of doesn't have an identity. And when he was talking to Kate about my mother was crazy, mm-hmm. when he says pauses, and it's kind of like he has to think in his head, like, which mother am I talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, Emily Locke or mother? Like, mm-hmm. it kind of like he has to reconfigure his thoughts. I, I mean, do you guys see that at all? That he kind of gets lost in who he imitates do uh, uh either of you guys ever watch uh a uh, british uh, sci-fi comedy show called red dwarf oh absolutely no. i love red dwarf are you familiar, red familiar with it at all sam yeah red red dwarf red dwarf uh no yes well one of the uh one of the original uh conceits set up for the show it's it's a it, it's basically the story of the the survivors of the crew of a mining ship where everybody but one dude is killed by a radiation leak and he's in suspended animation for three years, wakes up and everybody's dead. And the only other survivor but, is a race of people who developed from his cat, which was the reason he right. was in suspended animation because he snuck a cat yep. on and wouldn't give it up. Yep. Interesting. And, and, uh, and the only other person there, a person with quotes around it, the computer, the this ship has a a hologram system to simulate uh, dead crew members in the event that the mission kills off somebody important to the mission. Okay, they can simulate the crew member. Their their memories and experiences are recorded somewhere, but they're different in the system. Yeah, and and they can basically simulate this person as like you know they were never dead. But really, they're just simulation, or are they? You know, that's kind of the argument. But I always kind of felt like one aspect of the island might relate to that. Uh, kind of going back to the Blastor map with its uh, Cerberus system. <laughs> uh, Cerberus, you know, being the underworld. Yeah, and, and the, the attack dog, right? Or the dog, or... Yeah, Is it and that the... there's been... A catastrophic malfunction, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that was always kind of my pet theory that that all these flashbacks that we see are might actually be memories of the people on the island that are being recorded by the island, stored somehow. Well, it it kind of stores their consciousnesses. Is, is, well, it, is, it does seem like the island has a database in a way, mm-hmm. the way that it's cyclical nature that it, it mm-hmm. reuses imagery and right. themes. I mean, obviously, that's 
just part of the story. It's also not because it's part of the island, which is the story. Right. It's part of the story. In a slightly different take, a less um, com- uh, technical explanation would be that the m- smoke monster could have been like a gestalt or group mind, and the controlling entity would be like the last person to die. And that maybe these people actually sacrificed themselves to become protector. And that would have been interesting because when MIB becomes, he does not sacrifice. He doesn't want to be this. And then he, uh, the smoke monster, gets inhabited by his driving hatred of Jacob and desire to get off the island. That is true. Yeah. His, his primary drive is directly opposing to what the, the, the uh, you know, the... The, the island is supposed to do yeah. protect the island versus yeah. try to get off the island. Even, but it is created by the island, so yeah, that it's like a malfunction. It really mm-hmm. wouldn't matter, technic or plot-wise, whether it was a uh, technical construction or some sort of uh, psychic or spiritual group mind. It really doesn't matter. It could be like Borg, or it could be you know a spirit. But if if his if MIB's the last person to die sort of was the controlling of this entity or, or uh, powers, that would definitely explain why the security of the system of the um, island became uh, driven to destroy the island. Yeah. Well, well, well. This is just this conversation in general is one of the things that. I love about Lost. I love that they <laughs> left things open that we mm. can have these conversations. That there are, there were breadcrumbs. There are things you can put together, and sometimes people put them together very, in my opinion, wrong. But maybe it's right to that. <laughs> so, but, but I, there, like you've mentioned before, underlying truth. And I think that, you know, if if it was just oh, we find out that it was the smoke monster was just nanobots created by the Dharma Initiative. Like, uh-huh. to me, that sucks. Like, I don't want that. Me, personally, I... I've... The mythology of Lost, I always want more, but they did give us a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't I just, know that I'd get into the specific, specifics of nanobots. No, no, but, but I, uh, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I just use it as an example. Like, uh-huh. there were so many theories about the monster. Like, if the if they came out and concretely told us exactly what the monster was mm-hmm. in the mid- midichlorian kind of sense, I, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at the level where I like to think of it as a security system and I don't need to know the specifics of exactly how it works. Me too. Yeah. Same page. And as far as, and as far as the Island goes, I like to think that it, it's actually Oahu sent back in time from. The yeah, computer. you said that. Before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't subscribe to that theory, but it's an interesting one. <laughs> and I like tying in Hawaii to the island proper. I think that. Uh, would be, yeah. Have you guys been to Hawaii? I have not. I've been to uh, Maui. Uh, my sister sort of semi eloped or did one of those vacation weddings. So I went out there with my girlfriend at the time, who I later married, for a week, and it was the best vacation, best week of my life. Maui, that would be Alcatraz, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not the uh, leper colony. No, Maui's a very nice island. Maui, no Kauai. I think that's in Hawaii means Maui's the best. Mm. I've only been to Oahu. I went to Lost 2014. Ooh. I'm going back Ooh. to Lost 2017 in Ooh. October. Nice. How much but, does that cost? I mean, some, 
Uh, this trip is a lot cheaper. I found better flight, and I'm also I also booked it earlier. And I also mm-hmm. when I when I went out to Lost 2014, I just went out on my own, and I happened to meet a lot of friends out there that uh-huh. we didn't I didn't know them before, but they had kind of same kind of background. Just went out to the event by themselves, and we kind of had a group that came together. And mm-hmm. last year we went to Barcelona to go to to Barma. And oh, cool! So, is that yeah. a tomato fight? So, no, no. Uh, okay. The lost a bar in Barcelona. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, it's got a, it's got the door door in there. Yep. There's a picture of uh, of uh, Jorge Garcia coming out of it. <laughs> well, when I went there, uh, there was a, gra- a crazy story. When we went there, first of all, I look like Hurley a bit. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And maybe when... it's not a picture of, of Jorge Garcia. Maybe it's a picture of you. It could be, I'm but pretty... I know I don't think so because he's been there. <laughs> he's been there. But yeah. when when we we went there, and when we got there, we went to the place. This was the reason we went to Barcelona, mm-hmm. and it was closed. <laughs> and I went, I went next door, and they said, "Oh, you know, in August, a lot of Europe." European cities and shops closed down for like a vacation month, which yeah. I think is crazy. Fair enough, all months, why uh, summer? But because that's the uh, best time to go to the beach. So then, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's also such a business time too. But I guess that their priorities are kind of more leveled than the American money priority. But <laughs> um, but when we were we were leaving. And someone took a photo. I guess the girl who, I, who was in the shop next door took a uh-huh. photo of us leaving. And then from the back, and Barma posted, Jorge Garcia was at Barma, but it was closed. He's <laughs> <laughs> come closed. back. And we were like, we were, first of all, we were devastated. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like <laughs> such an idiot. It was like, came, I mean, we, Barcelona was amazing. But we mm-hmm. came that far, and it was like, holy shit, this is not going to happen. But we con- <laughs> contacted the guy, and mm-hmm. he let he opened it for us, and we got to see it. And Did it he was... open it for you because he thought you were Jorge Garcia? <laughs> no, 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 because when that <laughs> happened, I was like, I said to my friends, I was like, guys, I am not pretending to be Jorge Garcia. <laughs> and, I mean, it wouldn't have worked anyways. The guy has met Jorge before. Mm-hmm. I wasn't down for that. But it was kind of, it was interesting because it was kind of like such a, a low and then such a great high. Uh, like, but it was, it was a really cool bar. Just the fact that this even exists. Uh, cool. What, I mean, what the detail other kinds inside. of stuff do they have in there really cool. than the door? Uh, I, my favorite thing is they have like this one uh, pillar that they have in there. Mm-hmm. And it has all the carvings. And they have mm-hmm. some of the temple carvings, but the one one side they have a really great recreation of uh, the Anubis and Smokey carving yeah, cool. from Dead is Dead uh-huh. that, I thought that was really cool uh, the hatch is, re- is really cool that looks really they have the hatch hanging on the wall with all this you know, you know jungle leaves and everything and then they have the tail uh-huh. section kind of blasted into the wall oh cool uh What's uh when you open the doors? Is is there anything on the other side of them or anything? Is there like any space to stand? 
find them? I don't think you can open them. them. Oh, really? I thought I saw no, Hurley, just like, like a... That would be so cool if it was the cast of Lost all in that one pose, except their backs mooning everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just didn't try to open it. I thought I put my hands on the handle, but I didn't... It's, it was just, like, on a wall. It didn't seem like there would be anything inside. <laughs> Or maybe maybe when we open it, there's rock, kind of fake rock inside, like the show. <laughs> Just I'm like the really real sure. one, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I gotta see if but, I uh, still have that picture. Or heck, if I do a Google search. It'll when you were mentioning Oahu, mm-hmm. if you ever get to go there, just yep. to going to the sets, something that's really cool about the show is that the sets are all there because they're the island. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like when you go to the beach camp and stuff, and they'll always be there, hopefully. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dharmaville, all those uh, shacks actually are there. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there he is. How do you spell that name of that bar, too? I just wanted to write that down. Just like it's Dharma, Dharma with, with a, a B. B. Oh, yeah. I did... Dharma. If you okay. do an image search for Jorge Garcia in Barma, you'll see him uh, peering out from behind the doors. There. And it's in Barcelona. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They got some pretty good uh, pictures in here of Jorge uh, <laughs> going around and doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, that is. Just so been there cool. a few times. There were some pictures. I think Evangeline Lilly and when she was there. Uh, I think I think her and Dom were there when they were dating. Um, ah. Because there were some pictures of different cast members and stuff that have been. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it's cool too when we go there. Uh, they have their own. <laughs> Barma beer. I'm sorry. That looks like what, you, beer you guys kept saying the... Barma. I thought you just had a you know a slur. I thought you were actually saying Dharma, but it's like Barma as in Barma oh, and Dharma. Yes, Barma. yes, yes. <laughs> no, he gets it. <laughs> well, I actually went. I googled it, and there's TripAdvisor, and I they have some pictures. You probably were looking at them too. Yeah, if you do an image search with uh, Jorge Garcia, you'll see a lot of pictures of uh, of him taking around inside the bar. <laughs> Pretty the outside cool. of the bar is really cool. They have the numbers up. On oh, yeah, outside. I think I see it in like a neon, like a lit up. Uh, yeah, and then the thing, window yeah. is an octagon. Uh-huh, yes. That's cool. What a cool idea. How nice that they yeah. didn't get sued. Well, <laughs> yeah, and it's also cool that it still exists. You know, I mean, uh-huh. their their menus were interesting. <laughs> they, their menus were really interesting. They have like a... It's all lost theme and the names of like the sandwiches and stuff were these <laughs> <laughs> and some of them were the most random characters like uh-huh. one, one was Sabine which was <laughs> uh, which anyone the same doesn't know was the pregnant woman that never had a line it was just a corpse that uh, Juliet wow. failed to save in season three. Oh yeah. So she has a sandwich in Spain devoted to her. Very interesting. Is there dead meat on the sandwich? <laughs> I did not order the Sabine. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. There's a lot of dark territory. I could go down into what's on that sandwich. Dark territory, yes. Oh, that I didn't mean. <laughs> but uh, yes, I did. But 
Now, you do mean dark territory as uh, as something you don't want to talk about, or dark territory in that they had a sandwich called dark territory like the dark territory? No, I meant something with, say, being some kind of meat that would be on the sandwich with her oh, being oh. dead and pregnant. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't want to... Perhaps yeah. veal. Those are yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, no, be appropriate. Or, or dolphin would probably be uh, more <laughs> with some caviar on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I had never heard of farmer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really. I hope it keeps going. I mean, the place must have a decent following locally. I mean. It's obviously not surviving just on Lost fans. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually writing a note. Don't go in August. Yeah. Don't go in August. Mr. Bad's already planning his trip after he wins the lottery. You bet. You bet. Are oh, you guys... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you were talking about Lost 2017. When you heading out there? Uh, October. Okay. And how much it, did it cost? The event itself is 200 Uh and but you could then the tours are separate but i'm not going on the tours because i did them Mm -hmm. previous Uh, years and this time we're just gonna rent me and my friends are just renting a van and we're gonna go on our own a a, a volkswagen van (laughs) yeah i would love to i think that might be a little hard to track down but that would be amazing how about the uh travel cost the, the flight or whatever uh, well i live in northeastern pennsylvania and when i went last time i had direct on the way out from newark new jersey and the mm-hmm. way home they shipped me all over the country and round trip mm-hmm. that was rough it was like 1200 but this, but this time round trip direct from newark both ways it was 820 so oh, that's a little. That's about half what it was. Before. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a big difference for me, and also yeah. you know, having other people that I'm sharing an Airbnb with. Last time for five nights at the host hotel it was like uh-huh. almost a thousand dollars. This time, yeah. in an Airbnb for more nights, and it's like four hundred bucks mm-hmm. total. So yeah, I well, mean, if I can. It, if I can scrape together the money to go out there, uh, there's a, I could crash at Tater's place. Staying somewhere is not a problem. Whose place? Uh, Tater. He's been on the podcast. Oh, cool. He, he lives in uh, Oahu near Pearl Harbor. Awesome. Yes. Well, there you go. That's a big That's expense cool. saved. Uh, yeah, but no, no, no uh, not that. Not that <laughs> makes the the trip all, all of a sudden very <laughs> affordable. But it's a big. Yeah. Especially if this big thing it would be for two, which uh, yeah. if I was going to go out there, I would probably need to bring the wife, too. I'm assuming <laughs> probably, she would want yeah. to. Probably you would joyously you know, uh, take her away with you, right? Well, it's a lost thing, so who knows? She might boycott. You never know for sure. But uh, <laughs> well, still, dressed, I think she'd still she, probably want to go She could to travel Hawaii. around uh, dressed up in her Star Trek garb. That would be cool, you know. Her, her Star Trek garb? What Star Trek garb? Oh, I... I was just making a joke. Um, when Star Wars came out, some people went to the theater dressed up in Star Trek, so they, they sort of dressed up and they, oh, they counter um, <laughs> kind of thing. So you were making a joke relevant to 1978. Sure. <laughs> well, the, uh, there's going to be a Lost 2020 in L.A. It's uh-huh. kind of like the final destination of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be... Now, when I went to Lost 2014... 
they had Jorge Garcia was there. Uh-huh. And he did a Q&A and signed autographs for everyone for free. And one of the reasons they're going to do one in L.A. so they can get a lot more actors. I mean, that's yeah. not the reason I care to go. Yeah, I don't want to go to L.A. Screw L.A. I, I would <laughs> yeah. go to Hawaii, but <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go to L.A. just to meet actors. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to go there. Me and the wife fun. did go to uh, the Walker Stalker Con that was near us not too long ago. Which, uh, where was that? Uh, I think it was in Charlotte, I want to say. Okay. Charlotte, yeah, the North Walker Carolina. Stalker gets a lot of gets a lot of lost actors and kind of more bigger actors. And up here in the Northeast, hmm. Walker Stalker doesn't seem to be as prevalent up here. Mm-hmm. We have Monster Mania, which I go to often. Yeah. I'm a big horror movie fan, but mm-hmm. they really haven't. I mean, I go more for like the collectible kind of shopping kind of stuff. I'm not uh-huh. a big autograph person, but <laughs> yeah, we we ended up we didn't even uh, meet any of the. Uh, they had plenty of of uh, Walking Dead people there, but actually, all the people that we met were from Z Nation. <laughs> oh, okay. When I, I first really went like... to, oh god. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, by the way, into the chat, into the Skype chat, I put the address of where you can find me on Sunday after I win the uh, $330 million lo- lo- lottery. It's <laughs> Papayu Drive, and you can see a nice, nice. picture. Uh, it's really cool. Hey, if you ain't going to share that some of that with me. Spread the love. Dead, deadly science. What? Uh, communication <laughs> breakdown here. Yeah, I can't we'll hear you there. <laughs> Remember when we did those two podcasts together? You know, I could, I could really use, you know, a cool half mil. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, uh, speaking of uh, money, what the first Monster Mania I went to, uh, Norman Reedus was there. He was at a table. This was, I think, during season two of Walking Dead. Or maybe mm-hmm. even se- the beginning of season three. Mm-hmm. I think probably season two, because I think it was 2011. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, I mean... Not much, but like at time, nobody there, and he's just kind of like sitting there at the table next to like Candyman or something. Uh, cool. He could go up and get like a an autograph for twenty bucks. Uh, but now I think we know it's like, I think it's probably close to a hundred, and the line is <laughs> yeah. super long, and yeah, photos all are separate. Of the dead guys were mobbed, and we just didn't feel like standing in line that long. But yeah. the the, uh, the Z Nation guys were very accessible, and uh, they were all yeah very friendly, very cool. That's the only my friend, reason my... I haven't gone is like the, the crowds seem off putting, and uh, mm-hmm. I refuse to pay. I would love to go and, and look at all the swag, but I don't want to. <laughs> I refuse to pay to get into some place to buy something. You know, it's like no, oh, that's always a... pissed me off, but yeah. <laughs> it's a necessary evil for me. But I don't go as often anymore. See, the, in the area of Pennsylvania where I come from, they call it Pennsylvania Dutch country. And we don't pay to park. We don't pay to drive on toll roads. That's what, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, we won't, you know, go to Costco. Well, space is <laughs> abundant where you're from, pretty much, right? Where uh, where in Pennsylvania? Uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So it's not the Amish. It's those uh, okay. Pennsylvania Dutchy people who... Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, about going, getting back to Lost, did uh, uh-huh. are you guys pretty familiar with the uh, deleted scenes? 
Um, I think so. I'm not sure. Depends on which scenes you're referring to. Well, I was, I was, uh, thinking I can tell you what my favorite deleted scene is. (laughs) What's that? Well, I guess it's more of a blooper than a deleted scene. Yeah, it's a blooper. Okay. An outtake. It's the one where, uh, it's a, it's an outtake from, uh, the episode where they go to the flame station. And do I know, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> you know yeah. the one I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Not every nook and cranny, John. <laughs> yeah. Not every nook and cranny, John. <laughs> yeah. Good God, Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was brilliant. Yes. Yes, it was. You were saying uh, about deleted scenes. Well, just looking at them, some, sometimes when you could, when you watched them, you could see why they were deleted. Or sometimes it's just like, <laughs> For different reasons, and then other times mm-hmm. it's like, oh, why did they delete that? Mm-hmm. Like, there's one, like there's one that I think it's a good scene, but I see why they deleted it. And it was in the Man Behind the Curtain with uh, Locke and Ben, and mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about Locke saying how you kidnapped Rousseau, or, or you kidnapped Alex from Rousseau, uh. and he's like, I didn't kidnap her. And then he's Ben retorts to John, he says. Well, imagine, John, how much better your life would be if you hadn't known your parents or your childhood would have been. Mm. And it's kind of like, it doesn't make sense because Locke, as a kid, didn't know his parents. Like, the way it was worded. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's The way it was worded said, like, your childhood. And Mm -hmm. if it didn't say that, it said how much, if he's, how much better your life would have been. Right. It would have worked. But. Yeah. There are a bunch of uh, Libby scenes in season two that are deleted which she must have been kind of pissed about (laughs) Uh, there's a good one in season three that I really like but maybe they Mm -hmm. felt like they were showing their hand too much where uh, it's after uh, Hurley finds out that uh, Desmond could see the future and he's talking to Locke oh yeah I love this scene yes yeah and Locke has the knife on the the stick on the pole there he's fishing yeah yes yeah and he's like, you know, it comes down to Locke saying, like, he doesn't want another future. Yeah, he might not <laughs> want to know where he ends up. And yeah, he's yeah. throwing fish yeah. a pile that are dead. Mm-hmm. And I just think that maybe they tipped their hand too much on that. I would think that might be why that oh, was deleted. I don't. I, I, it's a great scene in retrospect, but I don't think they had any idea at that point where they were going to Oh, I do. Locke. Oh, I do. That was it. That was I, in season three. The season three ends with the coffin. Season three, the constant is in season four. No, the coffin. Oh, the coffin. Yeah. Yeah, he does end up dead, but season three is also the season where we have Man Behind the Curtain, where in the commentary, Damon and Carlton talk about how the oh, that, that commentary is Jacob. Very, yeah. And uh, I and obviously they changed their minds about the direction that they were going on that. <laughs> Definitely, but I, I I see them from the beginning thinking that Locke would die, and I think maybe originally their thought would be mm-hmm. Locke would become evil and would be the opposition to Jack, which I'm really glad I they kind didn't of do. A, yeah, that I kind really of agree with that. Yeah, well, I kind of agree with that. And have you seen that? Uh, that document that got, uh, I think it got leaked actually with, that's like an early outline. Uh, Oh yeah. And the show does, does Locke do something with Vincent? Like 
No, there's uh, some sort of they they say something, something with Charlie it. or yeah, they, he's gonna like torture Charlie or something. Yeah, he's uh, very shady. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they they turn him into this, like some sort of fundamentalist type guy or something. Yeah, in, in opposition to Jack and all this. And I remember when when the series first started, I was I was afraid that that's what they were going to do. Like, oh, this is the guy with the knives and stuff, and yeah, he's all not PC. He's gonna be the bad guy. And I, I kind of and 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 that's a, that would also be a, a pretty typical thing for Terry O'Quinn as far as the kinds yeah. of characters he tends to get. And I'm so glad that they didn't go that way, but. At the same time, I still kind of think that they wanted to, but the character just evolved in such a way that it wouldn't have been well, it realistic. wouldn't have been believable. Yeah. So I mean, instead, they basically really... killed him off and rebooted the character as evil. <laughs> yeah, but again, I it's weird because they killed him off, but they didn't. But I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't want to lose Terry O'Quinn as an actor. Yeah, I, th- I think if I... Obviously, this is just for me but i mm-hmm. think i think he did a great job as man in black but i think if i had it my way and it flock okay lock had to die in season five and that's yeah. just part of the story i think i probably would have preferred titus welver to be man in black and Absolutely. and have terry o'quinn like be involved through through hurley maybe take the jacob role have him yeah. be a guide in like a obi-wan kind of way yeah, that would have been cool. But at the and, same time, we like there are moments like with the Jack and Locke dynamic later in the season that to me works so much better having it be Terry O'Quinn. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, John Locke told me, for me, John Locke told me to stay, and you're not John Locke. Like it just <clears throat> yeah, like, that was when, a they're, nice when they're fighting on the cliff. <laughs> it's uh, what that was a nice bone they threw us. Yeah, some acknowledgement from Jack at last that uh, maybe Locke was right all along. Well, he flat out said that in the end. What were you going to say there, Sam, about a quest? He was talking about uh, Jack and uh, MIB fighting on the hill there. But you were oh. talking about John and how you would have liked oh, to see him well, stay alive and something about a quest. I don't remember saying your quest, oh, okay. but I you when they were on the cliffs, I think something that's really cool about that is that as a Locke fan, watching that, you have the image of Locke, and then you have Jack, who always, you know, early season just pissed me off as a Locke fan. <laughs> and he was just, but to me, I was just, I was rooting for that Jack, because that Jack was now Locke against the image of Locke, which was the antithesis of what Locke stood for. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like all that. So I think there's give and take. I would have to, if they did it a different way, Maybe I would say, oh, I would have rather it this way, you know, so I don't know. I just want to chime in there and say, um, from the mythological point of view, Lost uh, portrayed John as a prophet. And uh, classically, the prophet does not benefit. He he may save the world, the hero may save the world, but the hero doesn't benefit. Uh, He either dies or... Like uh, Moses is a is a historically uh, mythological prophet. He Breaking up the... there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I said Moses is a historical uh, prophet and and mythological figure who leads people to the promise, but he never enters. He never enters. I know what you're saying, though. I can't really hear you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. After the guy, I think that that's in the show. 
Ben yeah, even is reading from that season, line. Even, even from season one, I would say Locke very much felt like the Obi-Wan Kenobi type character. And I was yeah. expecting him to get killed off fairly early on in the series and was actually kind of surprised when he didn't get killed off yeah. early in the series. Probably a pleasurably surprised. But, you know, I guess I guess that... Nothing after, lasts forever. After some, point, yeah. after some point, I was hoping, you know, he would make it to the end because, to me, he really did feel like the center of the show. And, yeah, uh, they even called him that. I think that Damon and Carlton mentioned him as the heart of the show. Uh, well, I think they said that about Hurley, too, though. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe it was the core. Maybe it was a different ter- terminology, but it was... <laughs> yeah, they probably used that about a bunch of characters <laughs> supplying it to the one that's my favorite. But, uh, uh, but I mean, even in season five, they point to him as they kind of lay out that he would be the Jesus character. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> they as did. Dad, yeah, they did. Not just him standing with, in, in a cross formation, mm-hmm. but you know, with uh, doubting Thomas being Jack and all that, right. and then three sixteen about. Like just the verse three sixteen. It's John three. Besides it being John three sixteen. Yeah, they definitely was, did lay that track, which I guess in a way pissed me off even more when they didn't follow through with that. And it's dead, but they did. You know, well, Jack, I mean, kind of. There was no return though. Instead, we get this uh, twisted, you know, anti lock. Okay, thing but going on. if it was if it was one to one and it was Jesus, it's like okay, Lock would pop up back on the island and be like, "Hey, all's cool," and then I'm going to disappear now. So I mean, that's not <laughs> yeah. really. I guess if I'd had my druthers, I would have liked to have seen Jack take over as in the role of the new Jacob, and Lock take over in the role of the new protector of the island, the service. The okay. Security yeah, like divide like before. Okay, because yeah. it does seem like, I mean, I think in season th- four, actually, he 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 declares that 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 is his job now. That yeah, when he puts the grenade miles island. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like the perfect role for him. He was like the man yeah. born to become the smoke monster, and he to was live always on this it, island for you know ever, I guess. And, yeah, and uh, he was always and his job he was always protected. Was best when he wasn't in a group, when he was on his own, when he That's was one on one with characters, when he didn't have yeah. the manipulation and the other. Because one of Block's problems, going back to Anthony Cooper and stuff, and Ben and everybody, yeah. is he he trusted too much and he yeah. would let his guard down and he, you know, and that's a good thing, but it got him killed. And I'm not going to blame right. him for that. I'm not going to blame him for that. Yeah, well. I think that reflects negatively or a negative aspect of John Locke's character when he tried to uh, take control of the island. He he sort of um, it was sort of like a, an evil where instead of being uh, more mystical and more at peace with the island, he wanted to be the leader and he wanted to control the power. So he was willing to when well he blows up the sub and he does his other stuff to. To, well, that was that was to keep the other people there. That wasn't about him. Well, I never felt it like was it was about him. About he him. didn't want other people leaving because it would have meant other. He, he would have had to leave too. They they would have found the island, and he wouldn't have been important. Somebody else would be there. <clears throat> they wouldn't have gotten him off the island. He could disappear into the jungle. He, well, there's many different ways to look at that. One, if that sub did go off with Jack and Juliet, maybe they just go out and they get a bullet in their head and 
Tom Friendly dumps them in the water. <laughs> that, that's what <laughs> I always thought. Because yeah. if he, if Ben actually, I mean, he even says as much. If if he lets them go, he loses. Yeah. If you know he makes them stay, he breaks his deal and he loses. But if he pretends to let yeah. them go, and his chief guys know that, haha, he actually had them executed after they left, then he probably stays in power. And my yeah. my thoughts were always that you know John Locke has a tendency to act on these feelings he gets. I'm supposed Impulsive. to do this, that, yeah. and the other. Yeah, he has this feeling that he needs to prevent whatever it is from happening. So that's why he blows up the sub. Yeah, and then ben, later Ben is like, "You did it because because you, your dad." Because and that's just to play into the fact that he had his father there. That wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't and, that doesn't really make any logical sense. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, going back to the end of season one, or just really all during from all the show, it's never Locke has never just been about him. He's saying we were chosen, we have oh, yeah. to do something here. That's why you guys can't go yet. And eventually, he gives in because he's kind of done all he could without just like killing them. You know. <laughs> well, so, uh, I. I think on three separate occasions he says something to the effect of, I'm doing what's best for all of us. Yeah. And even in one of the interviews, I think Damon, uh, when asked about Locke's character, said something to the effect of that Locke does what he thinks is in the best interest of everybody. Yeah. Now, he might be wrong, but but he is kind of a... uh, uh, He is... I guess a uh, needs of the many, <laughs> yeah, type guy, yeah, and he and he really has very little regard for himself. He does not. Well, that, think that he was he willing to kill important. himself for everybody yeah. else and for the island. I mean, yeah. that, to yeah. me, that was a that's a very selfless moment. And when he moved right. the wheel, that's a very he left the place that gave him where he gave him everything that he wanted or needed or loved. Yeah. You know, he left that to save people who were stuck on the island and for the people who left and for the island itself. Yeah. But see, I agree with you, but that to me shows the difference between Locke sacrificing himself and his desires versus Locke uh, in the compound there sticking the grenade in Miles' mouth. It was all about... Well, that was a little Colonel Kurtz bit, but... Yeah, yeah. It was about (laughs) control and it was about Locke wanted to be leader. Um... I don't he, think he did want to be leader. I don't think he ever wanted to be leader. I think he takes on that, that role. That was always when, thrust upon him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, you got to get some answers out of the people guy. And leading, and he gets that, you know, uh, look in his eye. Um, a, a lot of times he's on the island where he becomes infatuated with. Uh, like the idea that he's special and that he's going to, you know, be controlling other people. People will be, you know, listening to him because not many people. I know. I disagree with that. I don't I think did, Locke ever believed that I he was too. special. I think he thinks just about he, everybody. He had just heard it. He just had special. heard it so many times. <laughs> yeah, people keep telling him ever that. Believed it. Yeah. yeah. I look at Locke, character who was tugged by every important faction. Whether it be Ben, whether it be Jacob, whether it be Man of Black, whether it be the Island, whether it be yeah. Widmore. Yeah, it's Richard, like everybody knew that this guy like, was a fulcrum on which everything else turns. Yeah, and yeah. It, we have to get him to do what we want. I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to compare Ben to, like, Locke's dad and Randy Nation. 
So off the island, before Locke knows about his dad, he seems happy. He has, you know, pissant jobs, but he actually seems happy. When he's in that uh, store telling people where the Nerf footballs are when his mom shows up, he looks like he's actually happy doing what he wants. And it's That's only- such a uh, snippet, though, of a life that it's hard to... But I know what you mean. Yeah, we have moments when they're happy, but... Uh... Go ahead. I mean, he I, seems I okay. Saying, but doing later that on, job. he becomes consumed. I would say he definitely doesn't seem happy at the box company. <laughs> no. That's after he's the whole dad stuff, and he gets thrown out the window. You know, so I, you know, the the whole big change occurred there. Right. Well, well, even when he got thrown out the window, it was to save other people from being scammed by Cooper. And that's true. Yeah, he didn't have it to was, take action. No, it was just I'm not. I'm going to let you do this somebody else. Yeah. And, and, I mean, he and, you know, and he did, Cooper did do that. He killed that Seward, Adam Seward guy who came to lock. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of. Can you help with the, the cycle timeline in the... a little bit? Cause maybe I am confused. Something. When did uh, the whole commune thing happen to lock? Did you think that happened before he met his mom or after? The commune. The commune, when he's out there. The oh, the, 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 commu- the commune was after his father, Dumped after him. Helen okay. left him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that was like the last thing before the box company. That was the last thing before he was crippled. Yeah. I think it, Helen left him because well, of Cooper, and then did- he went to the commune. And but then after the he was depressed. Yeah, yeah. Then he had the depression where he's in the de- apartment, and he was going mm-hmm. to the uh, dis- he was on disability, but not yeah. disability for the injury for the depression. No. And he refuses to go to uh, treatment, and then they take his uh, disability away. Yep. That's when his dad <laughs> shows up, and he says, "I have a sign. No solicitors. I have a sign." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That so reminded me of the office. Any points uh, in the sign? Office space. Yeah. With that guy. Um, this is my stapler. I have a sign. Remember, uh, I remember reading when uh, the show was on that Tara Quinn mentioned that he had said to Damon and Carlson that, you know, in these flashbacks, why do I have to wear these? Like, it just makes me look more pathetic. And they said, no, that's perfect. That's the point. You know? And I like, I like that juxtaposition. But, I like how. Why does he sad. have to wear what? The hairpiece. Like instead of having oh, the a shaved head, uh. yeah. <laughs> like it, may, it makes him more sad. Instead of being, you know, the great bald hunter, he's, you know. <laughs> well, I guess they're trying to show the progression of his hair loss as a measure of when it is in history. Yeah, yeah. But what, what I was like, I don't think it's supposed to be a hair piece. I think it's. Oh no, 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 no! That's not what I mean. I just mean like he looks uh-huh. better with the shaved head. Then oh, yeah. with that kind of more Costanza kind of look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, something that was interesting in a uh, interview with Damon, I think it was a few years after the end, uh-huh. and it was uh, just quick fire questions, and it was just about all different stuff. And one of the questions uh-huh. was Jack or Locke, and he said Locke. And I was like, really? yeah. yeah. Interesting. I yeah. wonder. <laughs> I wonder. I w- 
in, in regards to what though <laughs> yeah but well i just think it means like what character do you prefer mm-hmm. that's the way right. i took it because if if you go up to someone and you say jack or lock it's like well that, if i had to pick you know a side or a character i mean one of one of what I thought, one of the odd things about Lost is the two, you know, main characters were Jack and Kate, which were never really, for most people, I think, the most compelling characters on the show. No. Especially in terms of Kate. Uh, but they might have been for more of, like, the main mainstream audience doesn't really voice their opinion online as much, you know? Maybe, but I mean, uh, to hear Damon and Carlton talk, most of the time, they still seem to be very much behind those two characters. And, I don't know, did did they actually think that those were compelling characters? Uh, oh, I think they're fucking compelling. You're, you guys are being... Uh, no, I'm not. I... I I, I, I'm not a gate hater. The first, like, two, like first two seasons of the show, Jack and, and her were heroes. It's only when they established the whole uh, love triangles and <laughs> they, they tried to so-called develop Kate's character. And some of it was good, but, it, it, <laughs> you know, they were like creating, you know, emotional conflict because they needed to create scenes. And it was like they were stretching in, in season three a little bit. I, I think, you know, they were great characters until... Uh, I don't know. From the very I th- first I, I, episode I, I of like Lost, Jack's arc. From the very first episode of Lost, Jack always felt to me like a cliche of your leading man type character. Your athletic, kind of good-looking, doctor. Uh, oh, I did some piloting, too. Even though he had uh, the confidence, he always had this underlying self-doubt, just like Locke Yeah, he was broken. Yeah. I mean, he developed that um, patina of of confidence. He was was very broken. (laughs) Only because his dad said that's what you have to be. You have to be able to, you know, have somebody die on the table and come home and, and, you know, get over it. And so, yeah, so that's and he could he was which he was not good at. Yes. He cared too much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he could not let go. That, that's what said they that kept to saying. Him. He was like, yes. you, you can't do that, you know. But so I, was, I think, I think Jack's arc. I, when I look at it, his arc as a whole, I really like it. If I had to, if I had a list favorite characters, and it was if you, you had to individualize characters by season. Mm-hmm. Season six, Jack, my favorite characters, but he only gets there from the previous one, like him being, I don't know, I I just think his arc is a good leading man arc, I think, from doubter to believer, but to hot-headed uh, to more calm thinking, I yeah. think, because I mean, there were times just in season, in early seasons, not so much season one, more like in season two or three and four before he left that he, you know, he just got on my nerves (laughs) always. And, but he, but, but at the same time, he mostly got on my nerves because he was in opposition to Locke, who was my favorite character. It wasn't so much in everything he did. (laughs) Well, (laughs) not everything, but a lot of things. (laughs) 
I have to agree. Well, I mean, mileage may vary, you know. Those early episodes where Locke is sort of like trying to guide um, Jack and he's rejecting yeah. it, but eventually, and even sort and of Jack not being guided. <laughs> well, he he eventually does. Like when he Locke saves yeah. his life when he's chasing after his dad and he finds water. He so that was saw, like their last good moment together. <laughs> uh, I think there were others. I think there were others, yeah. but he always keeps refusing to believe. He'll like that is follow, true. Follow the path, but he 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 would not believe, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It Locke well, always that, seemed Locke always seemed convinced that him and Jack were supposed to be buddies on this island journey, and and Jack was not having it. <laughs> but there are people like well, that. What sometimes extraordinary things happen uh, to people. I'm not saying supernatural, just extraordinary, and they can't process it, so they just. They just it didn't happen. The next day they 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 close the door and that part of the life uh, is completely isolated. Um, and that could, but he he could never do that. I don't think he, he so he um he if he if he couldn't accept it or grasp it he he ignored it. But um, I don't. Know. <laughs> I I think the defining moment for me is when in uh, season four Jack tries to shoot Locke with the gun he takes off Locke. And Locke is actually surprised that Jack would think that the gun would be loaded. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was <laughs> that. That was a pretty murderous low of Jack. <laughs> but I mean, like coming off the heels of what he came off of from his perspective, his perspective that it's just black and white. He's like, "You just killed this this woman who's helping us," you know. And that wasn't the case. You know, he right. killed a mercenary, basically. Yeah. But I, I think something that's interesting, going back to White Rabbit, with that speech where <clears throat> Black says to Jack, you know, a leader can't lead unless he knows where he's going. Mm-hmm. That leads to his first, you know, big leader speech where, you yeah. know, live together, die alone. So yeah. it's really propped up by Locke, which is kind of, you know, the same as just basically season six Jack <clears throat> right. following the words and everything Locke had hammered home into him. And something yeah. that also is interesting is that <clears throat> when Jack returns to the island, he kind of goes through what Locke had gone through. He uh-huh. has this around the swan where he believes this is going to happen with a swan. That uh-huh. Everything is this. And he was wrong. Right, right. You know, and then he goes, and yeah. then he's like, okay, I have to go Just back. like Locke was, uh, <laughs> got somehow convinced that, that they shouldn't push the button. And he's like, yeah. oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like he had to kind of, after he returned to the island, he had to kind of walk in Locke's shoes in a way. Uh, he wasn't just, uh. But in a way, all that had to happen. because Oh, until- definitely. Until he refuses to push the button and until the failsafe key, uh, key goes off, that's a ticking time bomb that could destroy the island if they don't push the button. And so uh. until they decide to turn the failsafe key, which only Desmond knew about after he kills yep. Kelvin, you know, so those series of events mm-hmm. are what um, sort of allow them to go back in time to cause the incident and then to sort of put a safe uh, to, to finally make it safe so it's yeah. no longer you know in play yeah yeah the incidentally, locate... uh, i was gonna say incidentally the end of season two uh really felt 
kind of manufactured to me in a way because I felt so, like I felt like it, it really should have been Jack versus Locke in the hatch with the button at the end and not Locke versus Echo with Locke trying to stop the button getting pushed. But and I don't think it, Jack would be the one. Uh, uh, that I think that would be too early for Jack to be a man of faith in a way. Well, no. To be, Locke, Jack would be the one trying to stop it getting pushed, and Locke would be in the Echo role. Oh, okay. But because they had to ship their, their main four off to get captured by the others, it felt to me like they sort of slotted Echo and Locke and kind of shifted them around a little bit because they still wanted this confrontation at the hatch as well. Well, I... That's an interesting thought and possible. I, I took it more as that was Locke's low with the island. That was his part where he, and you know, and you see that in season three when it starts, where he's like cleaning up his own mess, where he's, right. that's the part where he, you know, kind of brings him down to earth level with, in season one and in the, to the beginning of season two, he's just yeah. pretty much, he's almost like a superhero. He's just so... <laughs> you know, almost invincible and just knows everything. And, you know, it's just always on Uh top of everything. And Uh this, it's really the introduction to Ben that, you know, just a real manipulative person. Right. Like Cooper that is now in the mix. And, but it's even worse with Ben because he's threatened by Locke. Uh That was a transformative motion uh, time for the show because, before that, you had sort of uh, two heads of the same coin uh, interacting with each other, conflict with each other, Jack and Locke, and then you had some guy who was like pure evil, you know. So you definitely, before you had science versus faith, it was it was all gray. They all had different views, yeah. and those viewpoints were clashing with each other. They both were good men. Here you had, you know, a clear, you know, uh, adversary, a wild card, a Joker card thrown yeah. into the mix. Here's a good uh, topic for you guys. What do you think of this? I, I almost never hear anybody when they when they talk back about Lost. What do you guys think of the concept of the island as a character? Actually, I think it's definitely a character influencing events, and yet you never hear about that. The, from the fans. producers always so, said that though. They did. But in it's like most fans these days when they when they look back on Lost, most of them want to say, "Oh, everything was either engineered by Jacob or MIB." Yeah, I and can't I relate like to that. I can't relate to that the, at all. That's not the case. I don't think. No, they, they were both products of the island, and we saw exactly. that across the sea. I mean, yes, I think that's just a misreading of the show. That, and sadly, with Lost, and I think whether you like the end or not. Mm-hmm. there was a misunderstanding of the ending of Lost, and that's undeniable. Oh, yeah. And I think that is one of the tragedies of Lost that I think, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think it would be talked about, you know, from people who haven't seen the show. Many people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I heard the ending really sucked. <laughs> well, and, and, mm-hmm. and whether or not you believe that's true, <laughs> and th- th- that's... To me, if that's your opinion, that's fine. Uh, that's your opinion as long as you, you know, goddamn understood it, you know. Uh, and there were people when it came out and reviews, and it's like so many. It's sad when I go out and I 
talk to people and they're like, oh, you're a Lost fan. And they said, and they talked to me, the overwhelming majority think that they were dead the whole time of people who, <laughs> of, of people who haven't seen the show. Right. That's right. what they had heard. Yeah. And that is infuriating because yeah. I don't, I don't know how you come to that conclusion with what you saw. I don't know how you do either. And it's really, it's really unfortunate because I, I don't want to just sound like, oh, this show is too smart for people. I think it was a very smart show, but I, I just don't understand how that conclusion was come to. It's uh-huh. like they had, it's like they didn't see the scene with Christian and Jack or didn't listen, you know, yeah. Yeah. or just heard like Jack saying, I'm dead too. And then it's like, oh. Oh my God, they're dead the whole time, and it's like no, <laughs> like you know. It, well, part of it was the uh, the footage that accidentally got tacked on the end of the finale. Yeah. Did you? Th- uh, when I saw that, I just felt like that's they're just, you know, that's always where the preview was. It's just something. Uh, I never felt like that was a statement personally. I don't think I even I saw it. I think I watched it off iTunes first. I don't think I even saw okay. that. I just heard about it later. Okay. What about you, Steve? Do you remember broadcast? Actually, I guess we must have watched it while we while it was broadcast. Oh, absolutely. But I don't actually remember uh I don't remember really thinking anything of the uh the footage at the end with the the uh the empty beach oh. with the the wreckage and stuff laying oh, I, around I, I saw that but i i just thought it i did not think it was part of the show i just thought hey exactly there's yeah. this they're showing you you know it's like a, mm-hmm. a farewell to to you know mm-hmm. to the space like you know they could have been doing it the same thing to the sound stage that they were on but here's the island here's the props um mm-hmm. you're leaving this uh, you're leaving this space but um I th- it seemed like to me, I just it's just this is an image of the show to reflect on what you just witnessed. Mm. With and when the ending of Lost, it's heavy. It's stuff you have to process. It's stuff yeah. you have to. It's not, you know. And I think that's one of the things <laughs> with Lost is that they felt the pressure that it had to be. A, they couldn't do a more like a Breaking Bad kind of ending, where which I love Breaking Bad, but mm. it's. It's more lot. It's just point A to point B to point C to point. You know, it's all super, ex, you know, excellently executed. Uh-huh. But it's not really. You know, there's no twist and turn really. In my from when I when I witnessed it. I mean, there were things I thought, oh, that's cool, that's a nice touch, but uh-huh. it wasn't. You know, so it's like they have to take a left, but they have to keep it within the show, and uh-huh. that's really tough and to execute and for some people it didn't and some people it did well to a degree i i kind of feel like damon carlton got a little too focused on trying to do something that the audience wouldn't expect and not quite focused enough on just telling a satisfying story arc i think they got overly invested in the twist I, I can agree with that. I don't think it was as disproportionate as that, but I definitely think that they felt a pressure to do a twist. Uh, because I, I think, to me, because like, like I mentioned earlier with the sideways, yeah. for me personally, that twist, 
the sideways, I would have enjoyed season six more on the first watch more, heading no that this happens after they die. Eh. I would for me agree. I, I used I, originally when we first watched it, John. I remember I was very positive about season six and the sideways, <laughs> but now uh, I'm sort of like I still admire the device, a storytelling device that you know, because Lost had so many. Uh, question marks and that, that they never answered. Well, here in uh, season six, they, they did introduce another question mark, but they <laughs> did explain it. And I did not, I was always so into trying to figure it out, so that caught my attention, and I mm. never figured out hard, anything I lost, mostly, and, and, and I did not get, I did not um, figure out the sideways until it was revealed. So I, um, I actually like that. But... To I'm me, really it felt like it, that the moral of the sideways story at the end was that none of the events that really happened in it really mattered much. It was just some stuff to keep everybody busy until they were all supposed to meet in the church and go into the, the light. sideways, yes. They were all It dead. was just like the, something to spin your wheels doing. You know, uh, well, I, I don't, I don't think the events themselves matter, but I think what the characters go through do, does matter. For the character arcs, some more than others. Not only in as Sun much as it gets them to the to the sideways and gets them to have their little you know magic moment where they remember. No, what well, in, in, when you when you look at Jack and his issues with his there now through his son, and when you uh, look at Locke now being able to come to terms with his disability and stuff uh, like that, I I feel like there is character progress there. I feel like there are things that. They're finishing unfinished business, some more than others, because and stuff to me, I, I don't, I don't really see the purpose, you know. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel as much as like okay, that was necessary for their character after they died. I, obviously, you have to do something with them, but I don't yeah. think that was really fulfilling. But it almost to me, seemed to Locke, me just it felt like an excuse for the writers to write whatever they wanted and to bring back some guest stars from previous seasons. Well, yeah. Because the characters were still the the same characters. They were slightly different, but they still had the same core to them. Nobody Uh was dramatically different. Um, Uh I was going to suggest, like, when you were talking about the island as an entity, I did not think it was a conscious entity. I thought more like it was like the sun, and it had gravitational and magnetic fields that were affecting people and that were, you know, sort of, they, people were forced to interact, like a gravity orbit. So, like, after they're dead, they're still being affected by this, but they're still their own person. You know, they still have characteristics oh. that are different, you know, in, in a living environment. And, yeah, it really was... There is free There is free will. There is free will, but I feel like the island has a conscious will as well. I don't think it was conscious. I think, like I said, like think of like just a, a simple magnet. With I, a I look at like, like the force. It's the force, like Star Wars. Pretty well, much. yeah, yeah. Think of it that way. There's a positive and negative, and people, uh, they inherently may gravitate one way or another, or be uh, tempted at various times. They may be torn by different uh, sides of the force or this whatever. But um, I don't think the force itself is consciously controlling you. Right, it felt to me like the island was trying to get certain events to happen or prevent certain events from happening. I agree. And to do that, it had some sort of ability to influence probability. 
Yeah, because I think it has a motive. I think the island has a motive. Let me just give one example, and it's a Hawaii example. Think if the island was like the currents of the Pacific Ocean, and you cast... Think of the... uh, the island as the Pacific Ocean, and there are lots of currents and eddies. Think about um, all those uh, Pacific Islanders who were cast upon the waters looking for another place to live. A lot of them ended up dead, but some of them ended up on Hawaii or Easter Island or somewhere. And it's only the people's stories who survive yet you hear about. Uh, where were we? What were we talking about? We were talking about the island... And it's and it's clear, uh, clearly a conscious thing that has a will, right? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, one example of that I could put with is uh, John's dream about the plane, and that yeah. what that led to. That leads to Boone. It takes away his legs, and yep. Boone. So Boone has to climb up there. Yep. Then Boone dies. Yeah. Locke is upset. Pounds on the yep. hatch. Yep. Saves Desmond's life. Yeah. Flash forward to the end. Desmond yep. is the only one who could remo- remove the cork, yep. which could kill Man in Black. Yep. You know, Desmond was about to kill him, yep. and, but Locke saved him. Yeah. So it's like that kind of that when I when I watch that episode, I think that that's the purpose of it. That's yep. that's Desmond Locke. also uh, turned the failsafe key, and he wouldn't have turned the failsafe key if yep. Locke hadn't been on the hatch at exactly. that point. Yeah. And some people think that that was MIB doing all that. I don't think so. I don't think no, that's, uh-uh. there's any motivation for MIB to make no. those things happen. No. I, th- I, th- I think people think that because it seems that from Cabin Fever that Man in Black has done dreams before and maybe with the Emmy and Echo. Like it seems like maybe he has the ability to inflict dreams, but I think any... Almost any ability he has, so does the island in a way. You know, yeah. I, I think dreams. I don't really, yeah, I don't really think he gets in people's dreams. No, I think he's st- strictly shapeshifter in the physical okay. world. So you think that Hor- the Horus dream and cabin fever leading him to the locked to the cabin was the island? Yes. Okay. Interesting. In I like opinion. that better, but yeah. Well. uh... It's a lot going to the cabin that gets the uh, gets him shot and then gets him revived again by. Uh, well, no, that, this dream was after. This was to lead him to Christian and Claire when he told oh, him to uh, the island. Uh, well, the Horace dream is uh, what leads him to the cabin to get shot by uh, no. Ben. No. Yeah, yeah, because Horace says, come find me. Yeah, that's the second time. That's in season four. In season... Because then after that, Locke goes back to where he had already been shot to find Horace. Season three, he's shot by Ben after they go to the cabin and, and he hears help me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and he has the horror dream season four. leading up to that, yeah. No, he has a season dream, in, uh, the horror dream in season four. <laughs> that is incorrect. No, you're wrong. I know for a no, fact. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're wrong. 
No, he only ever has one Horace dream, and that's yep. the dream he has uh, when he first visits the cabin and gets shot nope. by Ben afterwards. Nope. Nope. So, so what happens in the second Horace dream that you think you No, remember? there's only one Horace dream. The Horace yep. dream is season four, and that's when Locke is trying to find the cabin for the second time. That is incorrect. You're wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look no, it up. You no, are. No. I think Sam's right, because that's when he <clears throat> dreams... He goes back to the pit, and he looks in Horace's uh, yeah, s- suit for the map. Yep. So he only knows where the pit is because he's already been shot in it by Ben. Yeah, yeah, because that's when he, uh, when you see Horace chopping wood and eventually bleeding from the nose, he shows, you know, like mm. a map of what he was drawing or creating, and then that's when he goes back to the pit. Because that's how he's looking Damn it! You've outmaneuvered me. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, you're Having right. with me with Mikhail. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. You're right. And you're right. I'm trying to think. Uh, he he has the dream. And then he wakes up, and Ben says, "I had dreams too," yeah. which could be a lie. But I I I don't think it was. I think. Well, yeah, it's probably it's probably not a lie, but that doesn't mean it was MIB. It could no. be that the island was communicating to Ben too for yeah. a while oh, until I, he became I, I completely corrupted. <laughs> but I, but at the same time, I think I think Man in Black might have had influence. It might have influence on Ben prior. Well, you know? I kind of think I kind of think that MIB was actually who. Uh, engineered the purge. I don't. It was Jacob. Jacob. It was yep. a little experiment <laughs> Jacob was done with, and you know he didn't really care. Jacob didn't give give a shit about people. They, well, know, Jake, Jacob for, wasn't for about a, bodies. Well, it seems like for some extended period of time, nobody really had direct communication from Jacob. For a while, we had Richard, Richard getting did. notes. Well, for a while, we had Richard getting notes from him. But then, at some point during uh, season three, I guess it is, we've got Ben supposedly taking uh, Locke to the cabin to visit Jacob, and then coming back, Richard, that that uh, what Jacob told them to do, we got Ben telling Richard that Jacob wants them to go ahead and attack the camp and all this other stuff, well, it, and Richard we never, accepting it. I don't know if he accepted it. He accepted it in the fact that Ben is, he has to kind of answer to Ben. I mean, we the, uh, the big missing piece is we don't know how Ben knew about that cabin. Uh, if Richard big, still has a direct line of communication from Jacob, he can, you know, confirm or call deny the these phone. things. You know, I mean, well, just, he, can, he can go visit him. <laughs> I think it's a pretty long walk, though. In the I moment, ben, I mean, Ben knew Horace. I know. And, well, I think first of all, I think when that was written, the mm. mechanics of Jacob hadn't been ironed out. Obviously, from I, I, I definitely from the, agree with that. But yeah. we still got to make it fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. But for me, it fits the other way because of the disagreement on between us on what the contact of Jacob. I kind of took it from the incident that Richard was kind of always in constant contact with Jacob. I think he was 
for a while, <clears throat> and then I think there was a period where Jacob was more hands off. Uh, well, I think he's I mean, always been hands off, but in his cryptic Jake, Jacob way, where it's like I'll give you Richard these really vague instructions uh-uh. because he's not gonna because he, like he, he doesn't want to tell them exactly what to do except when he tells them exactly what to do. <laughs> well, something that something that is, is interesting though is that it, Jacob did uh-huh. use the cabin, as we saw in the incident. He did. He absolutely did. Yeah. And uh, and Richard thinks, at least for a time, that that is where Jacob is. It seems yeah. like he really thinks that that is where Jacob is. He doesn't realize that he's not there anymore. So he would think I, Ben went there, whether he had a spy follow Ethan or someone follow me? Richard to go there. Could you remind me, when does Jacob use the cabin in the incident? He doesn't, uh, we, we, we don't see him there. He leaves his uh, knife with a note on it from the tapestry. I thought that was Man in Black who left that. No, no Alana has instructions from Jacob of where to find yes. him. And she yeah. goes to the cabin first. Correct, yeah. She's trying to meet Man Jacob. I thought that was Man in Black uh, manipulating her. But he has Man no connection me. with Alana, as far as we saw. Yeah, Alana's never even Why would met... she go to the cabin? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. She's been directed to carry Locke's body to Jacob. And she thinks that she's going to meet him at the cabin yeah. when she gets there. She says, he's not here, somebody else has been using it, but she's got the post-it note <laughs> that Jacob has left directing her. And it's the machete that was yeah. used in the, from the opening in the incident, exactly. right? Isn't yes. that the same it's machete? Jacob's, it's Jacob's machete that he was using to cut the fish when he was sitting down with Man in Black. And his, and and his tapestry. Yeah, it's pinned a piece of Jacob's tapestry to the wall uh, with a picture of the, uh, the, the foot on there, basically. Uh, telling her to go to the foot. So to me, that implies that Jacob, after her horse built it and after horse died, Jacob was the first one to inhabit that. Right. And then... I'm just going to say, why the fuck would he live in that crappy cabin? Because it it was full (laughs) of fucking holes, right? You know? And he seemed to have a nice, cozy spot. I love the cabin. To me, the cabin is the most Twin Peaks element (laughs) of law. Uh. Well, knowing what we know in retrospect that the Ash keeps Man in Black out, it seems to me that originally the cabin was a place where Jacob regularly met with Horace in an environment that he knew MIB couldn't interfere with back during the time of the Dharma Initiative. Because Horace was a candidate, and the cabin was Horace's. And it was outside the circle or the area where they were supposed to be. Right. I'm willing to and say then afterwards. Yeah. Go ahead. And then afterwards, I think you know Jacob continued to use it. Well, what would he fucking use it for? I think he may. I agree. Meetings. He may. Well, why? There's better places to fucking meet. You know, it's not going to keep you dry. It's just. It's it's just a stinky. Uh, maybe got all those it, jars maybe, of urine. Maybe it. Uh, maybe he kept meeting there because the place had meeting had meaning in relation to. The massacre of all the Dharma people. Yeah, it's like going to a cemetery, I suppose. You could have gone to the Dharma death pit. That would have been a nice <laughs> meeting spot. Hey, just to remind people where you could end up. <laughs> I, I just never saw it as something, a tool useful. I, I said, okay, maybe he said it was a landmark to me. But I, there's no reason to argue about it. It really doesn't matter whether it's a landmark or he used it because it was a spot. It was a well, he, he definitely did use it at some point, but then he uh, 
then MIB basically started pretending to be Jacob. But uh, yeah, but all I'm Which, saying is it's a shack. You know, it doesn't have any significance just because I happened to go there once or said I meet you there. You know. Well, it, it has it has significance. You know, in the context of who built it and what it was used for. I mean, it's it's got the it's got meaning because you know we as human beings give it meaning. That's very true, very true. But uh, I like many of the things I'm saying. It's all only be, a lot of the meaning only established looking backwards. You know. It's, oh it's, yeah, that's that's the same with all meaning, right? <laughs> well, not really. History is what gives things meaning. No, I'm saying by looking backwards, you can see patterns that aren't evident currently. And a lot of the patterns don't become evident until they are established, until multiple things happen. And that's all probability-based. And I'm just saying, you know, there's no pattern. Nothing exists until it does, and then it's gone. And you say, <laughs> You're what talking in circles, Mr. Bad. <laughs> spirals, spirals, not circles. <laughs> spirals. <laughs> I'm only saying I don't think any of this was was conscious there was nothing special about the cabin uh man in black did not pretend to be jacob it was just a place hey there's one fucking cabin nobody's there let's go there and meet there like okay i could have met you at the black rock there's there's oh, i don't think so there's the big foot you know there's um, yeah i don't think so i, I don't think that's the case power, I, you know i think I mean, they, they, we, we can't prove that any of this happened, but I think that uh, Jacob did originally meet with Horace at the cabin, and that for whatever reason, after Dharma was purged, he made that the place to meet with whoever the current leader of the others was. He not no, nope, no, nope, you're absolutely wrong, because... Jacob never met on the island with the leaders of the others. He only dealt through Richard. I don't think Widmore uh, he... or, or What's-Her-Face ever talked to Jacob. They dealt um, with Richard. Richard dealt with the leader. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. I mean, if, if that was the established way it is, period, and that's the only way it is, then there's no way that Richard would take an order from Ben saying that that's what Jacob told him. He never would, exactly. He never did. Now, I'm trying to... Well, he did. What? Ben told, ben told Richard that Jacob said to do this, that, and the other, and Richard said, okay. <laughs> when? When? Remind me. Uh, ben gets back from after having shot Locke. And he and Richard goes, how did it go with, you know, meeting Jacob? Right. And, what, and where's Locke at? And right. Ben just kind of sidesteps the Locke issue and tells them that Richard, uh, or that, uh, that Jacob uh, uh, has moved up the plans to uh, attack the, uh, the Losties. They're going to go in and get the women tomorrow. And if anybody resists, kill them. All, all I would say is that Richard just assumed that something was special about Locke. So Locke was going to go see Jacob, right? Because Richard knew Ben didn't know uh, where to find Jacob. 
right? Because he was hiding in the foot, I think. Um, hey, I'm back. Think... <laughs> yeah. Were you gone? <laughs> oh, you didn't know? <laughs> I was <laughs> like five minutes. Wow, where were you? I don't know. All of a sudden, the During call the ended. And oh, weird. I didn't know what happened. I said something, and then I couldn't. I didn't get any response. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. I heard. I heard no, the, uh, the sounds, but I didn't. Um, I was. I was arguing with uh, John there about how wrong he is. <laughs> I hear. I hear. We're still talking about the cabin, Richard Ben. Well, yeah. Season three. <laughs> I say that neither Ben <clears throat> nor any of the leaders of the others ever met Jacob directly. John was well, saying that I think when, Eloise did. I don't think I so. kinda think I mean we know we know that people other than Richard met Jacob because we saw them meet Jacob. The candidates. Yeah, well the numbers candidates. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. Saw where? Plus Kate. I was off the well, island. So we saw we saw meet people on the island. <laughs> uh, we have seen Jacob meet with candidates. We've seen him meet with some of them more than once. Yeah, he hung out with uh, Hurley a little bit after he died. <laughs> You're, that's that's not part of this logical uh, enterprise here. After he's dead, well, Hurley can <laughs> well, see before dead he was people. Dead, Hurley can see Richard. dead spirits. That's why he saw him. That's not that doesn't say that Jacob, you know, wasn't in complete isolation somewhere for well, a long it, period of time. It it has been established that at some point Jacob always meets with every single candidate that there is, and it's also established no, that no, it's not. It is no. not just the numbers, just the numbers candidates. Yeah, there were a lot of people. A lot of those people were, you know, dead. They died. Well, they are now. But I don't uh, think he ever met like Nikki or Mister, F- even Mister Friendly. I, think. I don't think he met. Uh, I don't know. If- was Nikki a candidate? I don't know. I, I don't know I'm if pretty sure Fernandez was on there. Okay, well, according to what MIB says, uh, at some point, yeah, he met with all the candidates, all of them. Well, well, I think that I think there's a difference between the candidates and the numbers candidates that he touched, because we I don't think he touched them all. Oh, I disagree because well, if he, he had killed been... he killed Echo. Echo was a candidate. If he had met Nikki in a strip club, they're very strict about not touching. So I don't think. He <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I well there, there's ways to get crossed out though without actually getting killed because Claire got crossed out. Yeah. And I want to so say Kate. also Kate was cross, crossed yeah. out. Yeah. And I think if you're crossed out, you've basically been eliminated as a candidate. And if you're not a candidate, then well, we don't know. We don't know that you. he has now an ability. There's no proof that he now can kill them. I. Well, took, sure well, there he, is. He, we saw him kill Echo. <laughs> well, yeah, but but we don't know when Echo was crossed off. Wait, wait, wait! But we, we killed Echo. The Man smoke monster, monster. The smoke monster killed Echo directly, and it was established and Echo later. Echo was a candidate. Right. Right. Echo was at some point a candidate. Yeah. So in, in we don't order, know when he was crossed off. Yeah, in order for the Smoke Monster to be able to kill Echo, he must have been crossed out by. I, I don't no. think so. I think that's, the, here, that's I'm gonna cite, I'm going to cite. A, a I think that's post ergo, hawk ergo. But. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we're told he can't kill candidates. He killed Echo. Echo was at some point yeah. a candidate. So but we never, logically, we, we never saw Echo get touched. 
We never well, saw. Uh, from my okay. Point of, my point <laughs> of view. That's, that's, that's the, different than I think that I to me I think that's different than being a candidate. No. And no. okay, this is. It's well, the same here, the, bullshit mother said to Jacob and Men in Black. I made it so you couldn't hurt each other. Well, Men, oh, <laughs> men in Black too. got killed, so that was bullshit. That, it's just okay, some line okay, of bullshit. Yeah, I always took that as that meant killed. Because I don't think... Because I think that's kind of a loophole in what happened to Men in Black. He was, was poor killed. Ray is what that was. <laughs> okay, well... Agree to disagree, or I'll give you that. But... Well, <laughs> okay, going back to the touch. Going back okay. to the touch. In season six, there's, granted, it's a deleted scene, so it's not canon. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's. It takes place after the candidate when Man in Black are on the dock. Mm-hmm. And from when we next see Man in Black rowing into the barracks. He's yeah. with Claire, and he's mm-hmm. asking Claire to go kill the other candidates. Mm-hmm. And she says she doesn't want to. And he leaves mm-hmm. her. And when he leaves her, she says, well, why can't you do it? And he gets mad. And he says, because Jacob touched them. And I can't now I can't kill them. Okay. Now, that granted, that's not that's a deleted scene. So it's not canon. But well, I mean, in, in a non-deleted scene, MIB tells us that Jacob has touched everybody that was on that wheel. So, I mean. When did he say that? He was He was talking about the people who were left. Uh, he was, t- <laughs> he was talking about everybody with numbers next to their name and he was telling Sawyer, he was telling Sawyer, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, he was telling Sawyer, you know, you're a candidate and now you can either, you know, do this, that, or you can end up with your name crossed out. <laughs> yeah. He's well, first of all, he's not a reliable narrator. And second of all, he didn't say the Sawyer, since your name is here, I can't kill you. Because Man in Black could have been the one crossing off the names. That's he's not going to Jacob. It wouldn't be that way. That okay, I wrote their names on the wall, yeah, so now they're protected. And Jacob would cr- then Man in Black would just cross them all out and go kill them. Yeah, but he obviously <laughs> couldn't. For all we that's why know, he went the whole shenanigans with the bomb. The people, all the people on the Black Rock, you know, Jacob could have had their names as possible candidates. And uh, Man in Black was pissed <laughs> off, so he goes kills most of them. That don't mean they were no longer, or it does mean they're no longer candidates, but that's only, you know, um, it, it's not. We don't know that they were candidates. We, well, it doesn't well, prove to me, that candidates could not be killed. Uh, it just meant that if to you me, did get I, I killed, think you have no me, longer I, any chance of being a, of being a, a candidate. Bottom line for me, candidates can be killed by Man in Black. I the ones know. he touched cannot be killed by Man in Black directly. Yeah, bottom line for me is that all the candidates, <laughs> all the candidates were touched or met. I think is what okay. he actually says, uh, and I, that he's I, not allowed I, to kill candidates unless their names are crossed out. He never said that, though. I disagree completely, but okay. Did he ever say <laughs> that he couldn't kill you until your name's crossed off? I don't think so. Do what? Well, because because uh, Man in Black had the ability to cross off the names. So that, he, well, he was I, the one who crossed off Locke. So, I mean, why wouldn't he just kill Locke to begin with? It doesn't, well, to me, that doesn't add up. To me, it's the touch that. Well, it, it, it's not, it's not that crossing someone's name out means you can kill them. It means that either something they do or don't do, somehow they can be disqualified as okay, being a I didn't, candidate. I didn't read it that way. And it, that could be true. But and, to me, uh, that would be making up too much that I haven't seen. Well, it, it, 
for example, at some point, I think uh, Jacob says that Kate was disqualified because she's a mother. Yeah. yeah. But so, after hence, that happened, we never saw Man in Black kill her. Hence, well, yeah, but he, he could have because her name was crossed out. Uh, see, and, I disagree because she was touched. Yeah, I mean, she killed Echo. <laughs> Echo, I'd, we never saw Echo get touched. That's what I'm saying. The candidates and what happened in the incident with them getting touched is different. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to find the... Uh... Just, li- just like here, S- Saeed and Hugo. I Presumably, they were candidates before they got to the island. We never saw them get touched until after. Granted, they didn't die previous, but I mean, it's... There we go. They're different... The touch and being a candidate, to me, are different things. Let's see. What was that episode? It was Sawyer-centric. The sub- no, it was, li- it was Substitute. Oh, Substitute? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> um, where is the Substitute? Which episode was it? Oh, there it is. Okay, uh, Sawyer is scanning the ceiling of the cave with the names 16 Jarrah, 42 Quan, 10 Mattingly. Sawyer says, who wrote all this? MIB says, his name was Jacob. Sawyer says, was Jacob? MIB says, he died yesterday. Sawyer says, you don't seem too upset about it. MIB says, I'm not. Sawyer says, why are all the names crossed out? MIB says, they're not all crossed out. And Sawyer sees his own name. There's a 23 there. It says, uh, or no, he sees uh, Shepard. And Sawyer says, Shepard, that'd be Jack Shepard. He says, and he's not the only one. And I look around. He says, Reyes, that's Hugo. What's the eight about? And says, Jacob had a thing for numbers. 16, Jarrah. And MIB says, 42, Quan. I don't know if it's Sun or if it's Jen. MIB says, here, four, Locke. I think we both know him. MIB says, last but not least, number 15, four, that would be you. Sawyer says, why would he write my name on this wall? I never even met the guy. MIB says, oh no, I'm sure you did meet Jacob. MIB says, at some point in your life, James, probably when you were young, when you were miserable and vulnerable, he came to you, he manipulated you, pulled your strings like you were a puppet, and as a result, choices that you thought you made were never really choices at all. He was pushing you, James, pushing you to the island. Sorry, he says, why the hell would he do that? MIB says, because you're a candidate. Candidate for what? He thought he was the protector of this place, and you, James, have been nominated to take over that job. What does that mean? It means you got three choices. First, you can do nothing and see how all this plays out, and possibly your name, and he scratches out Locke's name from the ceiling, will get crossed out. Second option, you can accept the job, become the new Jacob, protect the island. Sawyer says, protected from what? MIB says, from nothing, James. That's the joke. There's nothing to protect it from. It's just a damn island. It'd be perfectly fine without Jacob or you or any of the other people whose lives he wasted. Sawyer says, there are three choices. The third choice, James, is that we just go. We just get the hell off this island and we never look back. And the rest is, uh, I think, not well, that particularly That last part's relevant. obviously a lie because Man in Black can't leave the island until the, he destroys it. Right? He physically That's true. is tied to the island as Man in Black when the <clears> island <throat> is so-called destroyed or dying, say dying, the lights out, then he becomes a human being and can leave. But before then, he's a creature t- 
tied to the island. Right, but ultimately, this is the only information we have. Part of which you know is a lie. Well, the end part is obviously... Well, I'm not even sure that that's a lie, because MIB, ultimately, he wants to leave the island. That's his main goal. And I... I, (laughs) He really doesn't think anything is going to happen to the island when he leaves. All he had I don't to think do, he if he could leave, all he had to do was hop on the helicopter, and because what's his name had a bearing, and he he left the, uh, the the island, and he could find his way out. Well, like, now that he's uh, now that he is the security system, uh, you know, I, I, just like we saw in the end, he is tied to the island. He can't leave it without turning it off first. Got to turn the lights off before you leave the room. Right. <laughs> but uh, going back to the subject at hand, we're told that Sawyer's name is written up there with a number next to it because he's a candidate. And that because he's a candidate is also why MIB knows that at some point during his life, Jacob met him. So it seems to me that this whole list of 360 names, those are candidates. They're all candidates. And gradually through the years, they get crossed out for whatever reason and become no longer candidates. Disqualified. I'm just going to say one sentence. I think that was just observations and Jacob's trying to manipulate a certain situation, trying to get people to fill a role. It wasn't causal links doing the, you know it was just he was just trying he was trying lots of different tools he, all these people were tools and if it, they didn't work out he discarded them it didn't matter if they if Jacob killed them or somebody else killed them or they fell down and broke their head and, or neck and killed themselves they were no <laughs> longer uh, useful as a tool so they're no longer a candidate I don't I yeah I don't think there's anything preventing Man in Black from killing candidates, except that he was also interested in manipulating these people, too. And Ben is a great example. Was Ben a candidate? Do you think Ben might have been a candidate? Uh, I can't remember if Linus was up there or not. I just, from my point of view, they were all tools. Um, I, I thought there was some reason that Man in Black didn't want to kill Jacob. I would say maybe if he killed Jacob, maybe he would inherit his powers. Maybe Man in Black, when, when he killed Mother, actually became the protector. And then when uh, Jacob kills Man in Black, that's when he actually takes over the job. I don't know. Well, I think uh, Dogen said something about that uh, Jacob's being alive has something to do with... Uh, keeping MIB confined, and now that he's dead, he's free in some way. So I'm guessing it has something to do with whatever rules Jacob set up to limit uh, Man in Black. Did we lose Sam again? I haven't heard Sam in a while. Oh, sorry. Hey. Oh, shit. Hi sorry. There. I was on mute. Oh, there he is. Um, <laughs> well, because to me, the thing with the bomb. The, the bomb? Yeah, well, the, uh, in the submarine. Okay. For him to do that, why would... I don't know why he would go through that. Because with Ben, I get it. Okay, 
he's using Ben. He's he has no he doesn't want to kill Ben because Ben is mm-hmm. a very useful tool for him and it ends up being what kills Jacob. Mm-hmm. So then when they all come back, if he has the ability to kill them, why wouldn't he just do that immediately? So that's why he goes through this thing with the bomb. So he puts the bomb in there and Jack says, I believe Jack when he's in his assertion that he can't kill, kill us directly because and yeah. not just because for me, not just because they were candidates, but because they were touched. And that's why I think know, it's it was only because yeah, but, but I guess the bull, then it comes back to the echo thing though. Well, it, 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 it actually goes back to, uh, I guess it was the end of season five where we initially are introduced to MIB and Jacob. No, no, actually it might be, uh, Abiturno. It's whatever scene it is. Where MIB tells Jacob he's going to kill him someday. Yeah, the and incident. Jacob says, well, then there'll be somebody to take my place. And mm-hmm. MIB says, well, I guess I'll just have to kill them too, or whatever he says. So it seems like that's where this list of candidates came up from. And that's where this rule got established. Just like this random rule that, oh, you can't cross Ash. Okay, well, oh, you can't leave the island until you kill both kill Jacob and also kill all the candidates. But but he didn't even kill all the candidates when he was trying to leave because the power was out. Like, I think it, it's all, I, don't, I guess the bottom line with the topic where we disagree is that I think being touched and being a candidate are different things. Well, I think that's where um, Desmond came in that MIB saw this as a way around Jacob's rules, I guess. That turning off the island basically was... Gave like him the ability card. to stab Jack. Yeah, yeah. It, it released him from whatever rules were applying to him. Yeah, the, the entire as... island power was out at that point. In my, that was yeah. my take from it. So, yeah. there are no so rules he saw this anyone. as... He saw, yeah, so he saw this as, now I don't have to do any of this other crap. If I can just use Desmond to turn the Allen off, then I can just go ahead and leave. Yeah, but prior to that, he was trying to kill them because he thought, that's why he, he, he wanted Ben to kill them because he couldn't kill them. Right. And to me, he can't kill them because Jacob touched them, not because they were candidates. So that was the... The disagreement. Well, Can, I'm just going to say something, a slightly different topic because I'm getting ahead of Yeah, it. yeah, let, let. <laughs> a slightly different topic. It's just an admission. I have no fucking idea how a candidate becomes the protector of the island. All we ever saw was somebody drink some water, say some words. It didn't seem to matter what those words were, it didn't seem to matter no. what you drank the water out of. Nope. It didn't seem to matter really where the water came from. It just happened to be some water on the island. Um, and I have no idea well, how you become... I think all that mattered is that the previous protector granted you the next protector. To me, that's the common link between all of them. But they didn't become the protector until that person was dead. We don't right? know that. Well, I, I think that was well, the whole point. They, both... uh, that's not true, actually. Um, uh, What's-her-face makes Jacob the protector... And then she's killed. Yeah, she dies after. But maybe he doesn't actually become the protector until till she's dead. Well, who knows? Or, that, or from what was he? presented, it. I mean, you could draw. Everyone can draw different things, but from what I drew, is that that point, 
Jacob was now protector. That's why, yeah. he, you know. And Jack made Hurley protector before he went down in the hole. Yeah, and then he goes on that thing, and the electromagnetism plus his wound kills him. Because yeah. when he cut, when he gets out, and he's going through the bamboo forest, he has a really bad nosebleed. So he's also... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not just from, in my opinion, the wound. Yeah. Yeah, to me, the whole uh, transfer of protectorosity, um, you could practically compare it to, like, uh, two Starfleet officers on the Enterprise uh, transferring command from one person to the other. Yep. Yeah. It's just whatever command prompt you have to uh, tell the system to get it to... Uh, to recognize that, okay, now this other person is in charge. That's the way I saw it. But then again, I think it's a big, a big old time machine from the future. <laughs> <laughs> do you, th- do you, what do you think the chances are in the next 20 years that loss is going to be back in some form? Zero. Zero. I hope so. 20 really years is so. a long time. I mean, I know. What, what would you have said the chances were of Twin Peaks coming back? That's back. Yeah, I would say not likely, but with Twin Peaks, it was incomplete. And Lost, whether you like it or not, is a complete story. Uh, I totally disagree. Oh, well, I, oh, uh, well, because they didn't answer everything? Like what, the, the narrative of Lost, everything... Was the narrative of Lost, to about- me, was really, 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 the, the, the original focus of Lost, to me was half half the characters and half the island. And I don't feel like we ever really got the the full story on the island. But but when you're watching the show so more the characters are way more than 50% of the show. The I mean originally was... originally I want to say they were even planning to have like different characters each season and the island was going to be the only constant thing. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I want to say I heard that somewhere. I'm glad that but uh but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the reason I mentioned it is cuz if it, it let's say in the next okay, even 10 years Lost comes back. Yeah. Would you want a remake or do you want a continuation? Oh, definitely not a remake. Yeah. Totally a continuation. W- yeah. See, the only thing with... I've I already written it in my head. <laughs> oh, no, no, me too. I've been off the road. Strikes. But, but I don't... I don't. I think I, I would be very timid about it. I don't know. I would be very apprehensive about what would come next for me personally. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because it, I, it could definitely get screwed up. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, not that, and it, I think I mean, and I, and the, I'm one of those. I know who thinks you it think it's more, yeah, ended up kind of screwed is, up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Lost's reputation amongst the public is not that great, unfortunately. I think, and I feel like agree, it could but, be made better. <laughs> but I think um, I think it's also gotten from people I've interacted with. I met a lot of fans at Lost 2014 and in different fan groups who have mm-hmm. found the show after it aired. Yeah. And I think that might, for them, those people, they're not going to be as bogged down on the, on the details in mythology as the week-to-week and year-to-year dissection of the show. 
that when it was on, we put into it. That's true, but at the same time, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that, oh, uh, this, the key to Lost is to just ignore all that mythology. No, oh, that's, no, no, that's no, stuff no, that no, they, no. uh, but that's stuff that it, should have been followed through on, and to me, there's just the way the too many loose ends left out there. Okay. And there's a, still a lot of material that could have been mined from that. I I, still oh, I I agree with that. I think one of the things is the mythology they mm. created became so yeah. interesting that it almost became more interesting than, than some of the characters. Oh, I, yeah, I'd say it definitely did become more interesting than some of the characters. <laughs> I would I mean, love that, to see. That's not for everybody. But also, that's not for uh, everybody. Well, right. It, when you're reading some books, sometimes the plot becomes more important than the actual characters. You know, and, and uh, some you can uh, all the experiences. You want to just get to the end. You want to find uh, out, and you want to skip all the good parts, which is the living part. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to say, if you look at it, um, somebody uh, or the one show, Big Bangs, talked about. Um, you know, the Indiana Jones first movie. Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark or whatever. Uh, okay. Saying There's that Indiana Ark. Jones was Great completely movie. irrelevant to the movie. No matter what happens, the Nazis find it, they do the ritual, and they get burnt up. Yeah. So it didn't matter what... And I'm saying almost... that It has a lot... If I think about Lost that way, it didn't matter uh, what, what had to happen. What did people want to happen? They needed Desmond, a special person, to be able to go down and survive and turn the island off to kill the island. They both wanted Jacob to die. Men in Black wanted to kill Jacob, and Jacob wanted to stop being the protector. Yep. Yep. It seems to be that those were the three (laughs) causal factors that they were both trying to manipulate. They both wanted Jacob dead. It seems to me that Jacob was a dick who... Wouldn't communicate with anybody effectively. They were both dicks. <laughs> I mean, they're both they were both stunted children. I mm-hmm. think that. I mean, I think Jacob's end goals had the greater good in mind than Man in Black's just selfish goals. Uh, I'm not even sure I'd agree with that. What, what doesn't Hurley both kind say of selfish. that at one point? Doesn't oh, I, I'm not saying Jacob wasn't selfish, but I think well, you got Jacob bringing post- all these people to the island just to win an argument. They all end up I dead. I don't think it's. I don't think it's just to win an argument. Eh. <laughs> Best way I mean, to uh, keep candidates from getting killed by MIB is to not bring them to the island. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think also at the same time the island summons people. I think Jacob is yeah. a tool of the island. So I think oh, just like just like in something that's interesting in the temple in season six, mm-hmm. we t- we see a young kid or two. Not 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 Zach and Emma. Do we? we? Yeah, there's. It's a background thing, but there's huh. a young kid there, and in that, I think maybe even the one of the temple episodes. It might not be the same episode, the, the one that we see the kids, but the kid, but Dogen says like here the same way you did, like the island brings people. Even though Jacob went and he influenced what Dogen was there, yeah. I think the island points Jacob to these people. Yeah, I I would agree. So I think whether even Jacob is is there or not, mm-hmm. people are going to keep coming to the island, right. one way or another. The island is going to summon people. Uh, well, one of my theories was that the lighthouse, where we got the the three hundred sixty degree wheel on there with all the names, 
my theory was that Jacob didn't really pick all those people. He just cranked the wheel around and looked through the mirror and saw a dude and wrote his name down. And the lighthouse pointed to whoever it pointed to. He didn't pick them. Those were just the ones that he had to work with. I, I agree. And I think the ones that he really picked out, the candidates that he touched, were the ones who well, the island the most. I'm going to disagree right there. I think this is all, all he did there was bend time and space to see the past lives of people who ended up on the island. Right, and then he again. The island moves in time and space, obviously, and people were always trying to uh, construct things on the island to control it. I think he controlled that island. You said it was a time machine to go back and manipulate these people in some ways to get him to them to do things once they were on the island. Here's a question for you guys. Uh, so as we know. All these various names cr get crossed out, and we ultimately end up with uh, six candidates, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah. But, 51. It was crossed out. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, we've got uh, all these names crossed out. Some of them get crossed out pretty early. Some get crossed out later. Kate doesn't get crossed out until she becomes a mother in, like, 2000 and whatever it was. But back in the 70s, Dharma's got 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. So, so if Jacob's working through this process of elimination, trying to figure out who it's going to be, how does Dharma have this number back in the 70s? Oh, that's a complete mystery. I, I would, my assumption, I think the numbers are almost just the numbers of the island somehow, like in a database or original coordinates in some kind i don't i don't know what it is but i think that when we see the numbers assigned to the candidates uh, that's just to me not the answer to the numbers but another time that the number showed up see to me uh, i just figure the island knows stuff that jacob doesn't know and the island knows oh definitely who it's gonna be and the I numbers came from the island. I was going to say, my disagreement is I disagree with that and say that it was all personality-based. <laughs> I'm one of the people who says it was about the characters and the personalities, and they were the ones who locked themselves into these rules. There were no uh, physical or, or special magical rules preventing Jacob from killing him or something. It's just that they wanted to do something. And they were locked in by those ambitions. At one point, to a know, I'm to a degree, I would agree. That, that, that's, that's serious role play, though. I mean, but like, remember? Well, I, I can't kill. Remember when uh, I, Man in Black breaks the uh, the wine bottle? Jacob uh, and him are yep. sitting together on that beautiful spot, and Jacob yep. offers. He says, "Why don't you bring people to the island?" Why don't we sit back and enjoy ourselves? I think he's saying, why don't you get yourself a woman? Why don't we have a life here and just get on with it? Man in Black won't let go of being a victim. He was murdered by his brother. His brother had to be oh, he's a total had victim. to pay. I mean, if you think of it from a mythical point of view, Jacob is Cain. Jacob murdered his brother. He's marked yep. with, like this horrible horrible thing and man in black is actually the guy who gets punished 
Yeah. So he, that's why he's so bitter. <laughs> he is bitter, yeah. and, and from my point of view, that's the story. And it's not so much that um, there's a myth, mythical or scientific force preventing them from doing something. They're the people who have locked themselves onto their path. They could step away, but they're driven by these uh, desires, and until they gave you know, let go, it, it, because they were not willing to let go, they could not do anything but what they did. I think the only person the rules really applied to was the man in black, because he was a security system of the island. I think whatever rules Jacob made, that's NMIB was stuck with those, but, because, you know, but think, Jacob's a protector. Well, that was pretty much all the rules the we saw, though. Yeah. Well, but think about what Jacob wanted and what Man in Black wanted. Jacob wanted to die. He he got tired well, of living. He there's... was tired, right? He, like Mother wanted to die, it seemed like. Yeah. But he also lived for 2,000 years, so we don't know when he decided to die. But it could be also the island told him, okay, this is when you, your time is up. Uh-huh. And that's what of the candidate story is. And But here's... Here's an idea for you. Uh, we, we've got these this concept of candidate. We've also got this concept of special, which doesn't seem to be necessarily the same thing as being a candidate. No. no. And we've also got this idea uh, in across the, the sea that MIB was special, but Jacob mm-hmm. was not. <clears throat> yep. So I wonder if Jacob... Has somehow, you know, gotten turned into island protector, but that he can't actually communicate with the island. Maybe he's kind of flying blind. Uh, I don't think so, but it's a possibility. But that that wasn't. I think he definitely, as time went on, got more in tune with the island from living on it for so long, and from being the protector. What if I'm sure. one of the things Man in Black said, we talked about earlier, when he says to um, Sawyer in the cave, we could just walk away. We don't have to be here. What if that's, that's true? When, what if it's uh, true? And, and, well, it's, but, but other people could. It's not could. true for him, though. I'm just saying right. if other people could come to the island, from Jacob's point of view, they're dangerous because they could make... Uh, constructs like Rosinski did with the Swan Station. They could be motivated by altruistic uh, desires, but fuck up like Rosinski did. I mean, the Swan was going to destroy the island and maybe destroy the world until they neutralized it. And then they had to keep pushing the button to keep neutralizing it. So from Jacob's point of view, he bought into Mother because, I mean, think about it. He accepted the woman who killed his mother, and he accepted his entire life's direction from her. So he really would have to um, give up everything his life meant if he walked away from the island. And maybe the island is dangerous because it's powerful. And Jacob, I mean, Man in Black was willing, hey, I don't give a rat's ass. We, we'll leave. We'll have our own lives. If the island blows up, the world ends. We'll, I'm getting out of here. I'm just saying, if you look at it from that point of view, they are locked more by their own desires rather than artificial rules or, 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 or some magic. 
You're breaking up a yeah, bit. I can't. Yeah, you're getting more and more garbled the longer you talk. Well, it doesn't matter because you're not going to agree with what I said. I, I'm making as much well, no, sense. I, 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 well, something I agree, that I agree with. I mean, when you look at Jacob and the Man in Black, Man in Black was the skeptic, the thinker who, in across the sea, was inquisitive. And Jacob was very simple-minded. He was just, this yeah. is the island. This is my home. This is my mother, you know, yeah. or my mother figure. This is what mm-hmm. it is. And I think both that really shapes where they go from there. Jacob, yeah. I think, just this is what it is. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to and go on. And Man in Black's like, screw this, you know, like I, <laughs> you screwed me. Like, I, like I'm just going to kill all you. I want to get out of here. Like this is yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's really that's really where it stems from. I mean, Across the Sea is really the lost Bible story in a way. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, a a semi-related question for you guys. Let's see what you think of this. So, a few years back, George R.R. R. Martin was talking about the end of Lost. I guess yep. he didn't think it was very good. And he insisted that he was not going to pull a Lost with uh, his Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. It's been a while. We haven't had any more books. <laughs> oh, he's so full of shit because well, I think well, well, first, what's go going to happen is that they're going to come out with two seasons before and end the show yep. before he comes out with another book. He's supposed yeah. to have. He's rewriting, you know, the current book. I don't even know when that's going to come out, but yeah, uh, yeah they're going to finish it up and they're going to control what happens to the storyline. You know, apart from, you know, before he fin- figures out what he wants to happen. <laughs> well, I think he gave them story beats, but it's going to be different from the books. But also, yeah. it's so apples to oranges comparison. He started this this world of Game of Thrones, the Song of uh, Ice and Fire, in the 90s. And it's still mm-hmm. not completed. Lost yep. for six years. You know, that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> yeah. not the same thing. And but I mean I'm not saying his. I think his comment with losses, the ending was, uh, it's like someone took a shit on your doorstep or something. Like that. <laughs> and that, he, I'm not going to deny that he felt that way. But <laughs> I, I to compare that to what he's doing with Game of Thrones, and, and also Game of Thrones, the show. Yeah. is different from the books. So, Oh, yeah. Becoming more and more different the closer we get to the end, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I came in... I've never read the books. I'm familiar oh, wow. with a lot of plot, a lot of plot points. Uh-huh. And I really like the show. Yeah, I, they're both good. But I, I don't... I, it's hard to compare those two because, first of all, even the, when you compare the show to Lost, the show uh-huh. is going off of a Bible that's been around for years and someone... I mean, not a complete Bible, but right. the person who created it is also still around and can tell them where he the main story beats he wants them to hit. Right. And maybe he tells them different story beats because he wants his to be different, you know? Yeah, and halfway wonder just, if he's just decided to wait maybe until it's done with before he releases the rest. I don't know. I think that sucks for fans of the books who have been fans for it years. It sucks! It does suck! That now, like, it's going to be... <laughs> You're going to see the ending first. Like to me, I'm just a show fan. And yeah. uh, but if it was reverse, I, I'd be pissed. Yeah, you should definitely check out the books, man. They're good. They're pretty fucking disturbing. I could not read the books. I mean, 
there's a lot of violence in an hour's worth of a show. But when you're reading a book, it takes hundreds of hours. So you're immersing yourself in this world a lot longer than you are when you watch a one-hour show. And I could not keep myself in that violent, disturbed world that long. No, everybody's gone. Show's over. I think everybody is gone. Internet's still up. I don't know. Where'd you guys go? I was talking and everybody uh, just stopped. You just tried to just uh, called me. Uh, oh, there we someone go. Someone foobar on. Oh, he's back. You missed it. I had just figured it all out, and I. Uh, it's all. You have to listen. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to listen the to the, of the tape universe. now, and then I'm going. Guys, come on. Sam said, <laughs> Sam said he killed a few beers. I killed a few hard lemonades. We're asking what you killed. I uh, I killed Lost. I, I, I definitively <laughs> summed Lost. it up and had the last word, when, and you guys weren't there to... Uh, to no record. doubt. Well, since you're recording on your end, you will, uh, that's what we'll hear on the podcast. Just you and us speechless to tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> I will... <laughs> Time to wrap this thing up. We will pick this up again another time. Well, it was a very and great discussion. I really enjoyed some of the things you brought up. Saying I had never thought of uh, of them. The a couple of things. What were the two? Yeah, I, okay, I got my fix. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good freeform discussion. Um, yeah. I thought the whole thing about the smoke monster being either a gestalt or, or in line with uh, John's theory about uh, you know the uh, computer brain Security multiple system. things. It's yes. cool, and of course, you told me about the Barmer Bar. That's that's what changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> if you're I'm ever in, anywhere that. in Europe, try to try to get there while it's still there. It's, it's, it's cool in thing Kazakhstan. To... <laughs> it's <Barcelona. laughs> No, no, I wouldn't suggest going there. And you're going to uh, Lost, uh, Hawaii, October 2017. And is that yep. the com, Their website, thelostcon.com. Yeah. If you're interested in meeting Sam, uh, thelostcon.com, you can get tickets and fly out and meet Sam in person. Yeah. Cool. And then you, you should uh, you try to connect up with uh, Tater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Or something. Yeah, cool. Jeremy okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll do. All right. Thank you All for right. having me. It was a pleasure yeah, as always. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> always. That's what you said. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night from all of us here at the Dharma Initiative. Thank you. Namaste. And good luck. Mr. Bad Robot. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.